Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Shoppers, welcome to Car. Special today, Rachel Mellon's two for a dollar. Ain't it a pity when you're living in the city and I'm working in a grocery store? Take it out. Making the dollar when the manager, he hot, you're so lazy, you don't work here no more. Take it out. Take advantage of our special today, Bob's toilet tissue, six roll pack, one dollar. With the tomatoes and the onions and potatoes, it's a struggle just to try to survive. Take it out. So stop us lazy and the customers are crazy and the manager can eat you alive. Another big fake radio show. Joining me as always is new Larry Kevin Jank. You know, every time we start this show, I think of the old woman in the movie we're going to watch tonight, and just think of her famous quote: "I would like to go home now." <laughs> now, what's what movie were you watching again? Would you rather? Would you rather? And made an impression on you. <laughs> I always get confused by that. So, would you rather from 2012? Uh, it's like a horror suspense thing. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that later. And now there's no Tuffy this week, Jank. Uh, that's he's correct. up, uh, grab like, ass in. <laughs> grab ass in Michigan. Yeah, that's what he does this time of year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we have a very special guest. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, a very special guest for his very first appearance on this show. Uh, my old partner in crime from original Janksters, my cousin Pete. That's me. <laughs> it's Pete. <everybody>. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pete. All the way from Washington. Oh, Washington yeah. State, not D.C. Yeah, that's right? the other one. The other one's not a state. Yeah, that's right. We only <laughs> deal with states here. But, uh, Pete, this is our our first time meeting, so thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah. we were talking a little bit before the show, but, like, when we do the show, I call your cousin Jank, you know? Yeah. So I will keep calling him Jank. You will be referred to as Pete. But don't get confused when you hear Jank. That's your cousin. All right? I, I think you should call me Bevin. <laughs> yep. Bevin. No, no, no. You can call me by my first name, Shep. Shep. Well, uh, I, I have a lot of questions for you, Pete. Uh, first, first one that comes to mind is, does anyone in your family actually call our Jank Kev? Because he's yes. been trying to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very it would be very confusing. That sounds ridiculous. I don't know. He never, he never struck me as a Kev. You know, I think Kev. I think of the the guy with like the polo shirt, the collar flipped up, sunglasses, and he's always trying to like shut down the cool kids party on the eighties uh, movies, the comedy. Like, oh, oh yeah, Kev. No, it's Kev. that yeah. is me. It, it's the complete opposite, actually. It's <laughs> it's fascinating that you bring that up. Uh, and anything that I've ever referred to as, like, nerdy, like, if I'm trying to find, like, the nerdiest, like, dude's name, Kevin's usually the one that's right there. And it's not because of Kevin. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think but it might be. I think you're... <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's a personal attack. He wrote a song one time when he was a child called N-E-R-D-S, all about nerds. 
And I think one of the first names you listed was Kevin. <laughs> so, sure. so, I was in the room at the time. <laughs> and it was hilarious. So I, I and went I along. did look him in the eyes when I sang it. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, here, here's the other okay. thing I want to know about you at Jank's. Uh, it seems like Kev is always telling us about these uh, Jank uh, family get-togethers or something, where all you cousins come from all over the globe. And you uh, congregate in one area, and I, I believe you sacrifice squirrels. Is that what's going on there? Like some sort of occult rituals are taking place at these jank family. What goes on at these fang- these jank family gatherings exactly? Uh, well, if I remember correctly, uh, the squirrels <laughs> do get sacrificed, but that I mean that's I, really any small mammal. small mammal. I mean, honestly, I thought that that was a normal thing, but now that you're saying it, yeah, maybe it's not abnormal. Oh, yeah, it's a little okay. not normal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, most of the time, it's just random, uh, random, random squirrel killings, and then also at the same time, some volleyball and a lot of oh. orange crush. Yep, some dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ke- Kev plays volleyball. I find that uh, <laughs> he definitely participates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't really call what I do volleyball, but you know, that's like I'm side out. You're like yeah. she calm as how and side out. <laughs> playing a suit the whole time. Uh, but it seems like you guys are a very close-knit group. Like, I have cousins, but I actually just saw one of them the other last week, actually, which is oh, weird. look at you. What was that but, like? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen him once for, like, 20 years. So it's, it's like, hey, what's going on? I, I believe it's like. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> you can only wish. But uh, I believe I have three cousins. Uh, I don't talk to any of them. So it always makes it always amazes me that you guys are so tight. Uh, so how did you grow up? Like, were you guys close growing up there, Pete? Like, uh, all the cousins and everything? Uh, not all of us, that's for sure. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> yeah. Kevin uh, and his sister Lori were always uh, pretty. I mean, they lived pretty close, so they were almost always over when we were growing up, which was great. It was almost like yeah, we lived in the second, same town. Yeah, it was like having a second pair of brother and sister. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I was going to say that differently, but it came out that way. So you're just going to have to soak that up. But uh, (laughs) we had uh, we had a pretty close, uh, I guess, like childhood, and uh, it was like basically when Kevin was uh, getting into high school slash then leaving high school and going to college, and after he went to college, then I think I was about to enter high school. So that's when uh, I think we kind of grew. Not I wouldn't say grew uh, further away because eventually he came back. But I yeah, mean, yeah. If you if you love yeah. some if if you love something, Pete, set it free and it'll come back to you. You know that's true, and that's why Kevin's still here right now. Yeah, he <laughs> came back to you. Now, now, since you are the younger cousin of the two of you, did you look up to Kev? Is like, was he an idol of yours growing up? You're like, oh, look at Kev. <laughs> oh no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> smart. <laughs> that's why he's achieved so much in life. I just thought I'd ask. He's like my uh, equal. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without him, and unfortunately, so many random Simpsons quotes is really just spurred out of my mouth, and I have to look back and I'm like, oh god, I learned learned it by watching Kev. Uh, the, the other thing I'm fascinated about with your family is uh, this character named Scooch. Yes, he is a character. I don't know what's been said about him, but I, I'm very interested. They just love the name. Yeah, I'm just a big fan of the name Scooch. That's like one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. That was yeah, all Pete. That was all yep, yep, that was all me. Wow, congratulations on that. That's well <laughs> Thank done. You. Yeah. 
I appreciate uh, that. Uh, uh, I, I also heard that uh, Scooch loves the Toronto Maple Leafs. So how did that happen? Oh, uh, he just got really big into hockey at some point. I don't know if he still is, but. Yeah, he. Uh, we were over there recently when Megan was in, and uh, he was very like he locked himself in the basement pretty much at Nick's house watching the Maple Leafs game. Uh, and it was one that went into overtime, so he was really just kind of like on on edge the entire time. And I was like, didn't you like the Blackhawks and possibly the Kraken? Like, <laughs> you like are you big fans of? Yeah, because it's weird that he's a Leafs fan. You don't really find too many Leafs fans outside of Toronto these days, just because they've been terrible <laughs> for so long. I will yeah. say though, them cracking though, them cracking. Yeah. I mean, being here, I'm, so I'm, I'll always support like Chicago sports, uh, stuff. I don't watch any of it, but I'll support it. I like it when they're on. I'll talk a lot of smack talk. I don't really know what I'm saying most of the time, but I love to just spit them sweet, fiery words out to people like, oh yeah, that's the, the bears, huh? Like, yeah, the bears. I don't really know what I'm saying though. Yeah. Uh, but the cracking, however, <laughs> uh, I mean, was year two and they made it to the playoffs and pretty, yes. I would say pretty shockingly, uh, they did really well, at least considering uh, last year's, uh, yeah, they, down. they won a playoff round and, uh, had a nice run there. Uh, are you now a hockey fan officially? Do you say, uh, I don't know if I'm a fan. I do like watching them. I did go to a Kraken's game this year. So that was a lot of fun. Ooh, nice. I hear that arena is very impressive. Like it's kind of like built below the ground level, right? Like you kind of look it down. Is. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's actually that's probably the best way. It's almost like a coliseum of sorts because you are like looking down into the ice rink. Uh, but it is very impressive. Uh, I mean, I guess as far as ice rinks go, I've only been to a few myself, but it's pretty. Yeah, it's good for when they let the lions in. Yeah, they can just that's murder true. everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're saying it. Do you own any Kraken merchandise? I do. I have a Kraken sweater. I guess <laughs> the hockey because analogy. it was cold the day I went to go see the Kraken. <laughs> oh, look at that! Yeah, the Kraken. There, uh, everyone loves their uniforms. They swoon over yeah. those uniforms, but the... everybody loves them colors for some reason. Yeah, do you have that's good colors. Do you have a favorite Kraken? Uh, I'm a big fan of Geeky myself. Oh, uh, Geeky, yeah. yeah. Morgan Geeky. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I like watching him. He seems to be very uh, fun to watch. I feel like a lot of people kind of go all over the place, though. But, yeah, I, I would say that Geeky's probably my favorite because, one, he's got a great name. But, honestly, every time every time <laughs> I've watched the game, I feel like he's always doing something that I, I personally enjoy. Uh, I know the game that I watched, uh, or the one that I did go to, he, uh, he scored. So I was like, I told you. I told you. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy. I thought you meant like he just sat there eating hot dogs and pretzels. That that'd be something I would enjoy. So, uh, uh, you, you guys, uh, you know, I'm from Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh, so we're this is a Pittsburgh Penguin show, basically. And uh, you, you get you guys have a bunch of Penguins on your team: old uh, Brandon Tanev, Jared McCann, uh, Alexiak, Jamie. So uh, I have heard that there are a bunch of Penguins on the team, but yeah. to be honest with you, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. I'm just going to have to that's take fine. everybody's word. Two of yeah. yours, I suppose. Don't worry. Fun. This is already more hockey. the hockey envelope. Yeah, yeah this, this is more <laughs> hockey talk than we've ever done on this hockey show. So don't worry. Uh, but the other question about the Kraken I need to ask, how do you feel about Bowie, their mascot? I hate it. I absolutely yeah. hate it. I hate it. When he was in the stands with us, I hated him. I wanted to really just – I wanted to get in his face and start uh, screaming obscenities. I don't like that it's a troll. 
Yeah, Jake, do you, or, do you know, oh, I'm sorry, Kev, do you know who Bowie is? Like, do you? No, I'm going to look this up right now. Yeah, look him up. He, it's, it's a troll. troll. It's yeah, an under-sea troll. It's based off the stupid troll. Uh, from yeah, Fremont. the bridge. Why that's the case, I have no idea, but God, I hate it. I, they uh, name it the instead of the Kraken. You can't go half in and half out. <laughs> yeah, you should be oh, like a Seattle does all the time. Be the mascot. You go half in, half out. But it's pretty uh, – I like to tweet uh, Bowie gifts on Twitter at people because uh, he's so annoying and uh, it irritates everyone. So just I, I hate his name. I hate yeah. name he's got an so. earring. Yeah, he's that's a weird-looking dude. He's a weird-looking dude. Uh, but, uh, just like all trolls. Yeah. They all have errors. <laughs> yep. Sorry, there's, uh, there's our hockey talk. Uh, Pete, what else do you like to do up there in Washington? Uh, what do I like to do? Well, I would say that I do like to go on the occasional hike. Uh, I live out in kind of the, oh, uh, the more of the mountainous area. Well, uh, when you, when you go on them hikes, are you ever worried that you're just going to get mauled by a bear? Uh, no, but my <laughs> wife definitely is. My goodness. I have to bring bear mace with me everywhere I go. Yeah, I, I was at Walmart the other day, and I had to bring bear mace, but that was for a different reason. I would be terrified <laughs> being mauled by bears. Yeah, yeah I, I mean they're they're around. They're actually around the town. We just had a, a Facebook post from somebody saying in the uh, our little city group here saying, "Hey, the bear walking around." I was like, "Oh my god, it's so adorable!" Hey, I didn't hey say Brian that, like, loud. Hey, yeah. Uh, Kevin and I just uh, recorded a, uh, a podcast about comic books last night where there was a bear-sea slug combination. Um, yeah. Oh. It'd be a better mascot than Bowie. <laughs> <It would be. laughs> I, I mean, really anything would be, but I would love to have that for sure. I mean, get creative with it. Get, yeah. get fun with it. Give me that bear-sea slug. Yeah, as long as it doesn't have an earring. That's true. <laughs> now, uh, do you like the uh, – you guys used to host that uh, the podcast there, uh, Original Janksters, which for some reason I always remembered as Impractical Janksters. That's what I always thought. <laughs> I mean, it really was just it one, worked one too. and the same. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys uh, would talk the music and the TV and the, and the movies and whatnot, right? So uh, what what kind of uh, – are you watching anything right now that you're enjoying on the TV? The TV. You know what? I'm so glad – Kevin doesn't even know this, so I'm so glad oh. you brought this up because this is going to just knock your socks off. Blows put, mind. put some socks on if you don't have them on because this is going to knock them right on off. So there is a show slash docuseries, I guess, uh, on Netflix that had just come out. I binge-watched all four episodes yesterday. They're about, like, 45 minutes long. Uh, you know what? I don't remember the name of the show. But it's <laughs> that good. Uh, but it has to do with people who dress up as mermaids. Oh my god. Now, now bear with me here. Bear, bear with me because this is not something that I would be proud normally to speak of, but here we are talking about said show. This sounds like something Bowie would enjoy. You know, Bowie yeah, no, absolutely. Uh Bowie would love this. But basically That's his cute a, version of cuties. Uh oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's like a weird docu series that like is it's almost like LARPing, you know, that fantasy stuff. Yeah. I thought LARPing was probably like, the lowest you can go as far as dork times. And then I watched the show. I was like, oh my god, this I gotta watch at least the first episode. And then I ended up watching it all. But basically, do they like wrap their legs up in garbage bags and like just flop around on the ground? Kevin, if you only knew the back alley 
situations that some of these mer people go through. Oh, no. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, the only reason I stuck with it because Kevin and I's grandmother and grandfather had taken myself. We're mermaids. Uh, siblings, uh, myself and my siblings to a mermaid show in Florida, which is very prominent in this docuseries to which I had to call my sister. I was like, Oh my God, you remember this horrible mermaid show? She's like, yeah, it was a hilarious name to the place. at some place called wiki watchy, but Oh my God. I was like, I, I can't, I have to keep watching. So I gotta see where this goes. It's probably not as amazing as I probably am bringing <laughs> <laughs> I, it is very dorky, I'll tell you that. If you want a little bit of uh, cringe in your heart, this is the show. Oh, it is nice. in, It is indeed called Mer People. Oh, Mer there people. it is. Mer People. <laughs> Watch it. Mer Go get some enjoyment. You won't be able to turn away. <laughs> you won't be able to. <laughs> wow. Drowsy endorsement for Mer People. Trying to see if it's getting good reviews, but I can't apparently. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm literally the only person who's probably watched it. <laughs> Usually, like Rotten Tomatoes pops up as soon as you search or something, but then yeah, for some uh, reason it's not. I think yeah, I just canceled Netflix again. Hopefully, I still have you know until the end of the month or so. Maybe I can squeeze in some of these episodes. Watch it. You can watch yourself some uh, Mer people, and then get very angry when you watch like Cleopatra or something. Get at it. <laughs> so much to hate on there now. <laughs> I don't um, know where to. Mer people's getting six point three out of ten on IMDb. So. You know what? That's probably where I would give it. I would give it. Uh, I'm, I would probably go seven. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Round up. <laughs> I guess uh, if you're a mer person, you got to be like a really good swimmer. I'm guessing. You know what? I don't know if that's true. Oh. Did I? Does look like they're drowning? There's hope. Oh, God. Hope for me yet. <laughs> Does it ever turn into like, you know, that Kevin Smith movie Tusk, where they actually start turning them into you know, to mer people, like with surgery? Mm, no, I wish it went that way. It opens up in a very convincing, like, oh, I got to see what happens, but never actually follows up. But it opens up in like a scene of where people are in a pool. There's a ton of these mer people all over the place. <laughs> and they're in this pool. And I'm like, oh, God, this is more than I thought I could be, a, you know, even want. And then it it like it it's like giving you like these little hints and stuff of like oh what's going to happen throughout the series and then it ends with everybody having to go to that eye washing station that you had in science class that they're like oh god something was in the pool but they never follow up on what this chemical reaction was to everybody's eyes and that's probably what made me the most angry because I really yeah. see like, somebody pissed in the pool probably just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, great show I liked it. There it is, <laughs> people on Netflix. Yeah. Wow. Sadly, I don't get the Netflix, so I'm going to have to miss out on Mer people. I mean, but, most uh, people don't, so. <laughs> hey, hey, you remember the early days of Netflix? You'd like, uh, they'd send you stuff in the mail. That was great. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, nobody actually did that, I don't think. People actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would do it, and then I would I hold on to a disc for like, Four months because I forgot I had it, and then be like, I want to rent something else, but they have to send the other one back. It's like, oh shit, where did I put that? <laughs> uh, I did it for a while. Uh, this is you know, you know, way back before even online Netflix existed. It was just whatever, and uh, um, I gave up on it when like you just kept getting DVDs in the mail and they all were scratched and stuff, and they couldn't play. Yeah, they gave you like a flimsy little envelope. We couldn't yeah. even give you like a tool case or something. 
But uh, I saw some decent movies through there. I can't remember them right now, but I remember seeing some decent movies. Um, yeah. You know what? I, you know what? I didn't see through there. Burn Would you rather? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Streaming had come along by then, so you didn't need to go yeah. through all this. You could just pop it on. Uh, Pete, was this your selection? Would you rather? Uh, well, Kevin had given me a list of things, and oh. I definitely, uh, he said that you hadn't seen it. I'm no, a huge fan of Would You Rather, so of course I was down for that. There's a couple other movies that I was like, oh, that'd be good, that'd be good, but yeah, Would You Rather, that's a, that's a great, that's a great movie. I don't know <laughs> if you would say so as well, but uh, I guess we're, we're here to find out. Yeah, the more I watch it, it's, it's a great premise. I don't yes. know that it fulfills its promise as much as it should, but <laughs> there's definitely good parts. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's just get into it now. Uh, let's talk about this thing. Jank, uh, I'm sorry, Kev, you've seen this before and, uh, you, you enjoyed this. Like you said, it's maybe doesn't hold up as well in the second watch, but, uh, yeah, it's did, top 11, uh, horror movies based on games or like, uh, tests or whatever it was called, uh, around Halloween time last year. And this was on there. It was probably number eight ish or so. Not the top, but you know, definitely solid on there. Yeah, did you see this in the theaters there, Kev, or did you uh, just encounter? No, it? no, I didn't even know if this got a theatrical run. Oh, really? I just it was definitely know. before I started going all the time. I think 2015 is when I really started my oh, my okay. session. All right. Uh, well, here's the description on uh, IMDb: Desperate to help her ailing brother, a young woman unknowingly agrees to compete in a deadly game of Would You Rather, hosted by a sadistic aristocrat. That's how people yeah. describe me a lot of the time too. So just characteristic that. Um, I think you take all of your aggression out in that Oscar cutout. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> so you you don't have to. Hey, hey Pete, do you like the wrestling? Or you, do you like the pro wrestling? No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Good answer. <laughs> I like to be quick and precise with my answerings. Yeah, our our entire wrestling uh, history consists of this wrestling uh, Nintendo 64 game that we played with Derek when we were kids. A hundred percent. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, wrestling related. Right before the show there, I checked in on WWE Champions, a pro wrestling mobile game, Pete, that uh, you might want to check out. But uh, they're asking fans, you get to vote on what character you want there coming up in the summer. And today's vote, it was between Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. Ooh, what a, what a, oh man, what a yeah. decision, but I've definitely Alexa Bliss, for sure. Oh, I voted Liv Morgan. <laughs> oh, yeah. just like sticking yeah. it to me. And, and Liv Morgan is winning in the vote, so. <laughs> That's because Alexa Bliss is doing too many fucking other TV shows. Yeah. Sound like fucking Survivor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh. Not mass people. Masked Singer. <laughs> She's on Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, would you rather, uh, this was directed by a fellow named David Guy Levy. Does that mean <laughs> oh, anything yeah. to anybody? Nope. 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 Is he okay. Eugene Levy's son yeah. or something? Brother? Yeah, I have no oh, idea. Daniel. Uh, the writer is a fellow named Stefan Schlachtenhofen. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Stephen all Heinrich von Schnickelschnapp-esque. That's what I thought as well. Have, have. That's what I thought as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pete, do you like the comic books? Uh, yeah. No, I, I, 
I'm probably definitely not nowhere as uh, well versed as Kevin is, but yeah, no, I definitely like to uh, read the uh, the comics. No, I'm, I already know where this is probably going to go, but are you a Marvel or DC guy? DC, 100%. You son yeah. of a bitch. Oh, yeah. That's fine. You can call me this. That's fine. <laughs> That's his middle name. But, uh, but Jank, uh, Kevin and I, I I'll, I'll try to just go with Kev. So there's less you, can, you can stick with Jank. I mean, yeah. it's literally. It's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard to break the habit, as I'm finding yeah. out. <laughs> it probably but, hurts your heart. But, but but Kevin and I we encountered a villain uh, a few months back in uh, a Marvel uh, issue. The guy was called Henrik von Schnickelschnapp. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty game. amazing. Yeah, so he's very close <laughs> to Stefan Schlachtenhofen. <laughs> From what I understand, the writer of a fantastic uh, B movie. Yeah. So, but, yeah, let's talk about the cast here for this film. Yes, uh, our studded cast of, you know, kind of mid-level, mid, or actually lower level, I would say. How like dare you? Mid-level. They're down here. <laughs> There's, um, so, Jank, uh, who's the star, Kev? <laughs> uh, I guess Brittany Snow would be the star. She's like the main girl who has the sick brother. Uh, Pitch Perfect's own Brittany Snow. Yeah, so see, I didn't know Harry's who she was. Sorry, he missed this. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Because uh, Pete, you know, our old buddy Larry, he loves Pitch Perfect. He watches yeah. those movies on a loop. Oh, no. I think he loves Pitch Perfect 2 even more somehow. I tried watching that one this week, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Not having this. Yeah, I don't know who this uh, Brittany Snow character is, uh, but she's a uh, lovely young lady there. Pete, do you know Brittany Snow from anything? No. I know her from Would You Rather, but that's about it. Yeah. But if uh, – if you ever see that movie X that came out last year, I believe she gets naked in there. Yeah, hey, no. well, for all you perverts that, out there. That is that would you're be talking nice, directly but... to me when you say that. So you're talking I did to me. see that she was in X because uh, I was trying to figure out what else she was in because she looks familiar. Yeah, and I couldn't figure it out, and I know I've never seen Pitch Perfect, so that couldn't have been it. But I mean, I haven't seen. X. I know she was in a lot of things like that Prom Night remake. Um. I feel like she was in a lot of like horror movies around this time. They kept trying to make her a thing, but it just never really took off. I guess that's fair. Now the uh, sadistic aristocrat, his name is Shepard Lambrick. He's mm-hmm. played by a fellow named Jeffrey Combs. Uh, yeah. yeah, he is an underrated and unused, or an under unused. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know how to frame that. But what a blessing to this earth that man. He is <laughs> yeah. so he many I I don't even know who he is. Like, should I know him from something else? Well, yes, we have yes. seen him uh, on a movie that we watched on this show before, Mike Dell. Um, what was the movie with uh, where you know right the spear of the dinosaur? Oh, oh, what? Uh, what was that called? Phantom Zone, or was that it? Or? Yeah, something like that. He was in that. Yeah, he was like the young, like nerdy guy that like all the ladies were hot for for some reason. <laughs> oh like, no, shit! <laughs> yeah, Phantom yeah, Planet yeah, is that called? Him. Phantom Planet or Phantom Empire? Phantom Empire. There are all these yeah. Pete. We watch a lot of shitty movies here on this show, and they all have <laughs> very right. similar generic titles, and they all kind of blend together. So it's yeah. tough to tell. A lot of empires, planets, zones, all kind it, of things. It might be. It might be Phantom Empire. I think you're right. It might be that yeah. one. Sounds familiar. Uh, now, Pete, you're 0 for 2 when I ask you questions so far. I asked you about pro wrestling, and I asked you about Marvel or DC. So, uh, Sybil Danning. Are you a fan of Sybil Danning? 
I don't know who that is. Is that? Yep, that would have been my guess. Sybil. That hurts. <laughs> no, Sybil Danning was in Phantom Empire. She's in a lot of these B movies. She's a very buxom blonde lady. Yeah, I love the word. Very buxom and yeah. very, uh, you know, leathery. Watch yourself. <laughs> it's like a cowhide that's been left out in the sun too long. Your cousin's a real creep <laughs> when it comes to Sybil Danning. And, uh, hey, sometimes yeah. she looks really good. And sometimes, yeah. you know, she it's looks awesome. like a handbag. How dare you. How dare you. <laughs> but uh, is there anything else people know this Jeffrey Combs from? Yes, absolutely. So he was in a movie called Frighteners. Uh, which he played Detective Dammers, which is an absolute <laughs> he's prob- he steals the show in that movie too, and I thought Michael J. Fox was great, but easily Dammers, fantastic. But also in a little uh in a little series of horror movies called Reanimator. Mm-hmm. Also okay. fantastic. I've heard of that. Never saw it though. Yeah, we well, should probably watch it at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. uh I recommend I recommend really anything he's in. He also does a lot of voiceover work. Uh, for a lot of cartoons and stuff like that. It was actually, uh, what was it, Brainiac, I think, in uh, Injustice 2, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. What a no, surprise. surprise. Pete knows a DC <laughs> cartoon. He knows the voice <laughs> of a DC cartoon. That was a game, but that's okay. Here we are. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, who else or Jank uh, should we know from this cast? Uh, let's see. There's the drunk, the formerly drunk guy, I guess, who is the dad from Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. I yeah. never really saw Home Alone ever. Oh my so. God. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine oh, this is what happens. After, yeah. After you leave your kid home alone twice, you just become a raging alcoholic because you're <laughs> such a terrible parent. This is a sequel. Hey, <laughs> I, I recognize Crab Man from uh, My Name is Earl. Yeah. Um, I love Crab Man. Yep. <laughs> that's that's quite the look he has, and he's just like, no matter what I am, I'm just going to have my hair this way, and that's who I am. And that's boom. Just, yeah, he's like wearing a suit in this one. He's kind of like a fancy guy, but yeah, he's still got the hair. <laughs> I want to say he was doing uh, My Name Was Earl when this movie came out, and which is probably why he still has that hair. I'm like, hey, we yeah. want you, but you're going to have to do something with that hair. If you want me, the hair's staying. All right, we Usually they you. try to make you put it up in like a ponytail or something, try to look classy. <laughs> yeah, class it up. Yeah. All right. Now, now, Jake, uh, I'm going to hopefully you'll get to this person next. Two there's more. One, yeah. yeah, there's one other really famous person. <laughs> we'll save the big one for the end. OK. All right. Uh, we got Anver Gokaj, I believe his name is. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. How you that, but. I had no idea how to pronounce his name. I didn't know what his name was, but I recognized him because he yeah. played uh, Daniel Sosa on Agent Carter with my beloved yeah. Peggy uh, Carter, the uh, Haley Atwell. And then uh, he was also in season seven of uh, Agents of Shield. Uh, oh, okay. On, he came on at the end. Same character. Same character. Just came on at the end of that. So. Because yeah, I mostly know him from, uh, from Dollhouse, which was the oh. Eliza Dushku show. So oh, that's why Eliza Dushku. Eliza Dushku. Hey yeah. hey Pete. Hey Pete. Did you ever see that Agent Carter? You know that TV show. Nope. Nope. I'm doing my best. That's all I can say now. This Pete character. I don't know about this guy. I bet if Agent Carter was a mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no. (laughs) All right, Jake. Now, who's the big star that we really got to get to here? All right. Yeah, the big star here is a girl uh, by the name of Sasha Gray. Sasha Gray. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone's familiar with Sasha Gray. Uh, I believe I have great news to Pete that... uh, (laughs) <laughs> what her other career was one time. Yeah. 
She's, of course, no, of course, a famous adult film star back in the day. Yeah. Sasha Gray. Yeah. Now, now, I now turned through... YouTuber, I guess. I oh. see her videos pop up on YouTube sometime. I, what does she do on YouTube? What does she like? To um, just like play video games and shit. Like she was playing Resident Evil 4. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> People uh, will do that. Hey, speaking of YouTube, Pete, do you know this about Kev? That's right, Kev. I'm bringing this back up. No. Do you know one of his favorite things to do on YouTube is just watch people react to things? Like, where they watch things, and then he watches them watch things? Do you, oh. Are you, I don't know. I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> like, like he watches people watch episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so he can en- oh. enjoy their viewing of the show. But it's not like a review of them doing it. It's just them watching it maybe, like, for the first time, and then they're just reacting, and he's reacting to the reaction. Yeah, I think, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't react to their reactions, but it's nice to, you know, you're basically watching it with them, and then at the end, they kind of do a review and a wrap-up and guess at what's coming that's usually horribly wrong. And yeah. well, I that's horribly wrong. Like, wow, you stupid <laughs> idiot. Obviously, Michelle Geller, whatever her first name is, I can't remember, but I got Sarah. All right. Yeah. Well, well, obviously, she's going to kiss the one that's named Angles, and it's going to get pretty, pretty hot and bothered. Angles. <laughs> How uh, could you not see that angle coming? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we get off of the uh, Sasha Gray here, we got to look through her IMDb uh, list oh, of God. credits because it's pretty spectacular. All right, so her first credit uh, listed on IMDb from 2006, Assault That Ass Number Nine. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That was a good, good one. I'm glad they rallied after Number Eight, which disappointing at the box office. Her her second credit, Come Fart Cocktails Five. <laughs> oh, that's on IMDb. That's on her list of credits. Come Fart oh Cocktails Five. Do you think when she like tells people that she was in the adult industry, she's just like, well, I mean, my second movie, and honestly, you should probably watch is The Come Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump it's ahead a bit. Another one coming up here, uh, Swallow My Squirt 4. <laughs> That's a good one. I love the alliteration in these titles. It's so good. Teenage Anal Princess 5. <laughs> I'm just amazed they've had so many uh, sequels in each of these, you know. Yeah. I mean, why stop when you got yeah, a oh, formula that works? This one sounds pretty good. Slut Puppies 2. Furious of, uh, oh, yeah. Slut Puppies 2. Is that animated, do you think? <laughs> Slut Puppies 2? I don't know. I hope so. Like, um, I mean, puppies. Four puppies. Um, uh, puppies uh, is a different thing, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just as dirty. Suck, <laughs> suck It Dry 3. Mm. I, I want to see her getting into like an original production. She's always in these sequels. I mean, come yeah. On. yeah. When are they going to write a part just for her? Um it did. It was it was this chick in this movie. Would you rather? Where she was just an asshole the whole time. <laughs> she never is. got twelve. Twelve nasty girls masturbating eight. That's a confusing <laughs> title just because of all the numbers. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do math while I'm jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's another one in a similar vein. Fifty to one four. So do you think there's fifty guys? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those odds don't seem fair. It's 51. <laughs> oh, 
Ah, uh, Jake, I gotta have to uh, retitle my screenplay now because uh, "Gang Bang My Face" came out in uh, 2006. <laughs> yeah, these all came out in 2006. By the way, Holy she was hell, very busy. That was a busy year. A lot of gang bangs in one year. You think you want to take some time off between? <laughs> yeah, gang oh, man, there are so many great titles on this. Uh, hey, Pop so Goes the Weasel is the name of <laughs> Oh, I don't even. I'm, uh, my boner's confused about that one. Now, now this one's weird because it's it's barely legal. Sixty two. Like, do you think that's like a Golden Girls parody, or do you think like that's the actual <laughs> the sixty yeah, legal age? <laughs> Yeah, in very, some states. Very confusing. <laughs> in Florida. Uh, uh, there are some I can't even read. They're a little too disturbing. Oh, because cum farts wasn't bad enough. That was classy. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you get a free moment there, go over to Sasha Gray's IMDb. It's quite Yeah, nice. she was not afraid to uh, to get dirty. <laughs> oh, Do the really hell. Cause she has 220 credits, and uh, yeah. it seems like 200 are all in 2006. <laughs> 2006 oh. to 2008. <laughs> so, uh, God bless Sasha Gray. Yeah, Pete, uh, you described her a little bit in this film, but she's just a horrible person, right? That's that's her gimmick in this movie. She's just a horrible person. And she's not, she's a horrible actor as well. Unless, you know, she's in The Come Diary Farts. Then, and then it's fine. Uh, it's pretty, thought, pretty, pretty ridiculous. I thought she was pretty entertaining at first, like, uh, but then yeah, the longer the movie went, it was just like, yeah, she's, I don't know what's going on here, Sasha Gray. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they tried to give her a backstory at one point, but it was like one line, and they just kind of rushed past it. So you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're just not really going to bother with her personality or why she's a bitch. Yeah. Right. And All right. Like so that. is that everybody we should know there, Kev, in this cast? Yeah, I mean, the guy who plays, like, the Iraq veteran guy, he seems familiar, but I couldn't tell you what else I've seen him in. I know yeah, I've seen him in something. I know I've just seen him in some kind of a show or a movie, and I tried looking it up on IMDb, and I could not figure out what sounded familiar, but I know that I just saw him in a thing. Yeah. But besides that, there really wasn't anybody else, or anybody else in that movie. Oh, yeah. to be in more things. Yeah, there is one other person, um, that Robin Lord Taylor or whatever his name is, the guy who plays the creepy son of, uh, the millionaire. Like, that yeah, guy's that's... on Gotham. He played the penguin. Yeah, the penguin. <laughs> he was one of the only guys about that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was also Bob from The Walking Dead. How do you forget yeah. about Bob? He was also on The Wire, Mike Dell. Oh, really? Who, who was he on The Wire? Uh, oh, D'Angelo uh... Barksdale. Remember the, the he plays the doctor in this movie? Oh, no shit. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him. He's always just sneaking around, so it's pretty hard to recognize anybody in this movie if they're just sneaking around. Yeah, uh, so, uh, Pete, I guess we read the uh, premise here, but uh, give us the little, uh, get us started here. Tell us, how do we do this? Kev, how do we usually start this? <laughs> well, <laughs> we let me tell you. Start at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah start us out. Uh, basically, this movie, uh, the whole movie is basically about this one chick who's got a brother who's got uh, some kind of wacky illness. Who knows what it is, really? Uh, I, I think I read <laughs> leukemia. Yeah. Again, who really knows, though? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can never really be sure. <laughs> it seems to be only cured by a lot of money. 
So she <laughs> hears from her little doctor friend that there might be a little fun game that she can play to win said money, or what we like to call the cure for her brother's wacky illness. <laughs> um, so she decides to take part in said game, and she finds out that there are other contestants involved that are also looking for this cure for whatever illness this is. <laughs> uh, and, well, I think they're all there for Oh, wait a minute. Di- like, the old lady probably wants new legs, new robot legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> that that was one of the confusing things about because uh, yeah the the sadistic aristocrat he's at the doctor's office when she's in there to talk to the doctor and, yeah. and he's like hey this guy can help you out and and this guy's clearly a creep this Jeffrey yeah. Combs guy yes just like, sitting on that couch is like yeah. fuck he's got a weird looking mustache you're like oh I don't trust this guy you got just like, like the sex thing and, it, and he's just like eating pistachios and throwing the shells everywhere he doesn't even care you. It's like, this guy's clearly an awful human being. Why would you even consider anything he has to do, you know? Like, no, I don't want to be involved with you. Do you think it would have been better if they made him, like, a likable or somehow uh, charming at first? Sure. And then twist. How is he not likable? Everything about this man is quite enjoyable. If I saw him sitting on a couch just eating pistachios and says, hey, I've got a, I got a, I've got a cure for your, your brother's wacky thing, I'd be like, my God, who are you? And yes, I don't care what it is. Yeah, yeah. because he tells her, uh, again, her doctor is recommending her to this guy, you know, so, uh, but, but he's like, yeah, I can help your brother out if you play this game and you win. If you like, what kind of a creep is this? You don't want to do that, you know? The game is called Come Fart Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Uh, but yeah, so she decides to take part in this game. She meets up with all these random contestants that also have uh, yeah. basically all the random things. Maybe not random, but they, they all have different things that they need this money for. And you kind of learn about some of them, and then some of them you don't. But it's mostly these people are like, kind of fall into a specific like personal bubble that's brought them to this point. Like you got one that's an alcoholic, one that's a gambler, one who's paralyzed from the hips down. I don't know what crab man's deal is, but it sounds like he's got a, <laughs> a buddy who's got a wacky list that he's trying to help out. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> no, that's my name. Is yeah, a lot of backstory. Oh yeah. Sorry. Wouldn't that be something if it was a crossover, if crab man is actually yeah. in this movie, he's married to Jamie Presley. <laughs> yeah. He's got a picture of her in his wallet. <laughs> Darn um, yeah, everybody, everybody's got a, a reason for being there and uh, they all sit around the table to uh, enjoy some dinner in which uh, Jeffrey Combs explains well kind of <laughs> kind of like loosely some of the rules but they're eating dinner and we find out that our main lead I can't remember her name Iris uh, Iris thank you uh, what a terrible name um, but basically <laughs> Iris is a vegetarian and everybody else is eating meat. She brings up the fact that she's a vegetarian, and uh, Jeffrey Combs says, "Whoa, ho, ho, ho. I'll give you some money if you eat this meat." So we kind of realize quite early on that they're going to be doing some kind of a weird game to yeah. uh, maybe break some boundaries and uh, do things that they're not normally comfortable in doing. But we find I, out real now. Fast. Mike Dell here, yeah. he is a vegetarian or a vegan actually. I'm a vegan. So, yeah. yeah. I gotta get it right. So, how much money would it take for you to eat some steak and some bagua? Like a dollar fifty? Yeah, I think uh, he offers her ten grand. Right? Isn't it, yeah. is it? Maybe he starts out at five and then he goes to ten. I think. I believe so. Um, and yeah, she scarfs it down pretty good. I uh, I don't know. I don't think I could. Um, I would obviously because I'm poor. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's rough. Uh, last time I tried to eat meat, it did not go so well. I, uh, 
I tried to eat some organic turkey about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. That well, maybe wow. that gets you out of the rest of the rounds of the game because you're on the shitter the whole time. So. No, like I put it, I, because uh, I was going to get back to eating, uh, it's a long story, but, uh, I was going to get back to eating the organic turkey. And, um, cause, uh, Pete, I've been a vegan since I was about 18, 19, but there was like a three year window in my late twenties where I went to eating organic turkey because uh, my health just cratered. <laughs> I wasn't doing veganism properly. <laughs> so I, I needed to get some protein. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I'll go back to it here in my late thirties. Like, oh yeah, let me try that again. But I, I just put it in my mouth a little bit. I had to spit it up right away. I, I just going to do it. Ooh. That's fair. But what about for 15,000? Yeah, I'd probably eat the whole fucking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sucking on them bones. You know, you'd be making a turducken out of it, just stuffing all of them inside of each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That, and that's basically where the movie kind of kicks off is right there is where we find out that she's going to eat some food uh, that she's not normally eating. And then we uh, find out that uh, Papa McAllister uh, is an alcoholic or at least used to be an alcoholic, but then yeah. attempted with a, a whole decanter of the, the <laughs> scotch. Well, well, doesn't he say you yeah. can even drink like uh, one glass of wine for five or you can drink, can drink the whole decanter for 50 grand? Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 10 grand for the wine and 50 grand for the whole decanter. So what she yeah, said, if you're going to drink, um, like, you might as well drink the whole thing. Why not? Yeah. You're going to fall off the wagon, fall all the way up. And, and so by the way, did she actually eat – did she eat the whole entire steak or did she just take, like, a bite or two? I don't know if she, like, ate the whole thing, you know? Uh, he might have had to pull a gram of two scoops and be just like, two more scoops. <laughs> you got to finish <laughs> two more scoops if you want the steak. We only saw her eat a couple, but – I think um, it was like two bites, and she got ten grand. Yeah, they just put the cash right on the table. Boom, because they're sitting in this fancy dining room. They're all around this big table, and then uh, the the creepy guys at the head of the table, and then he's got like these butlers, you know, on the side. But they look kind of shady. These butlers, you know, look out for these yeah, guys. And um, hey, uh, Pete, how'd you feel about the way this movie was shot early on? Because it's kind of like an artsy movie there early on. Some of the shots they were doing, like yeah, uh, honestly, even throughout it. So I've, I've watched this movie a few times, but I decided to like I don't know, I guess put on a different pair of glasses to try to watch and see some <laughs> some of the nuances. The movie's shot just really weird because you see a lot of movies nowadays, and you, you try to even get more artsier now. And some of them now, uh, or some of the, the shots in the movie seem to be artsy, but also kind of amateurish. But it almost plays yeah. to the movie's favor, I think, because because of that. If you went too artsy, then the game, or the, the yeah, the game would seem. I mean, it is goofy, but it would seem a little too goofy. Where this almost puts you at a seat at the table, the way that some of these uh, shots were done. So I thought that that was nice. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it looks much better once we get to the house and it's all kind of set in that room. The early scenes do seem kind of independent, almost like yes, like yes. a low budget '90s movie. Yep, yep. very much so. That. Um, so, all right, so they're at the dinner table. Uh, the guy, get, he drinks the brandy or scotch or whatever the fuck. And, the finest uh, scotch. Yeah, the finest scotch. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about some of the other people around the table. Uh, so you mentioned them quickly, but there's an old lady who's in, like, a wheelchair. Her, she doesn't have the use of her legs, right? He's, that comes into play. <laughs> yeah. There's a kind of the, – the guy you said he had trouble with gambling, he kind of looks like Kenny Powers from uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. He's yeah. Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, which is oh really? I don't I don't even know why I didn't bring this up, but uh, yeah, tra- huh. uh, Trailer Park Boys is one of the only shows that I've 
besides that in the office, is that I just love just watching, no matter what time of day or night. Uh, Trailer Park Boys is just so funny to me. See, and I've never I've never watched it, but I know it's hugely popular in Canada. Well, it's filmed in Canada, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you had to pick a camp, either, you know, Trailer Park Boys or Letterkenny, and I went Letterkenny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, Trailer Park Boys is honestly super, super funny. Uh, definitely not as fast humor as Letterkenny, and I think that's why it's great. It's stupid humor. And even – I almost want to say it's almost like Crab Man. He does a few things from Trailer Park Boys that I feel like some of that humor, like, kind of is, like, dragged into this movie. And I don't really have, it's like the way that he pronounces words in Trailer Park Boys, when they're like bigger <laughs> words, he doesn't pronounce them correctly, but you know what he's saying? Uh, like, uh, for example, in this movie, he says appreciation, but he says appreciation. And it's like, oh, that's really Ricky of him to say that. <laughs> that's very, it's very Ricky of him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the gambler uh, is Ricky. You've got the veteran who's, uh, what was that guy's name? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, Travis. Got, Travis. Yeah, you want to change Travis again? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I would. I would like the cane Travis again. <laughs> the, the drunk, the alcoholic. You've got, I don't know what the main guy's name. Uh, yeah, the, 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 uh, the guy from Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Was he like a doctor or what was his deal? Uh, I don't know. I think all he says is later on, he says, like, oh, I have a brother and two sisters or something. I don't know if he ever says what he actually does. Because he seems to be given, like, medical advice throughout. He's like, oh, he's in shock. We need to take care of him. And then he's like, don't hit that artery on her leg, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's a doctor. You'd think he would have enough money. He wouldn't need to be here. Maybe he's like a paramedic or something. Maybe he's a very bad doctor. Yeah, he's yeah. just a very bad doctor. Uh, <laughs> Sasha Gray, they kind of well, get he her. To, he has to somehow afford all, you know, 70 tapes of Barely Legal. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get them all for his collection. And Sasha Gray, they, they say, uh, at some point they say she witnessed her husband drown their daughter. Yeah. So That's in the sequel, if only yeah. it was. But, <laughs> Sasha Gray prequel. It just seems so random. Like these people, we don't really, besides Iris, we don't really know why they're here, though. We know some of their backstory, but like their motivations for being here. Do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think it'd been better if all these people at this table, instead of uh, desperately needing money, what if they would have done it like, uh, hey, guess what? Uh, these people are all actually horrible people who have committed terrible crimes and they hmm. got away with them somehow? And now uh, this guy, this creepy guy, is actually kind of doing the hero. Yeah, he's kind of doing good, but he he's also sadistic and horrible. So it really puts your mind in a, in a pretzel there. Like, who should I be rooting for in this? Yeah, kind of like some of the later Saw movies where like you oh, know, the new right. Saw's going after people, like terrible people at the insurance company or something oh, like that. See, I never saw any of the Saws. So I didn't know they did that. Um, it was like Death Race. Uh, yeah. Death Race two thousand. Holy fuck, is that a great movie? Oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> Peter, are you a fan of the original Death Race with, uh, what is that, David Carradine or Keith? Yeah, Keith David Carradine. I've never seen the original Death Race. I've, I've heard of it. I know that the nuns are in there. That's about the extent of uh, my knowledge of that. <laughs> yeah, we watched it here on the show. It's uh, it's quite the quite the, uh, the movie. Um, there's something else I was going to say about this uh, fucking film. I don't know. I'm old and I'm forgetful, <laughs> so we'll just move on. Um, but, yeah, so – the people and their motivations for why they're at the table, a little sketchy, 
you don't know. Yeah, um, and there probably could have been some time to fill that in a little bit more. They spent a little too much time on Iris at the beginning. Like, it's probably 20 minutes before they finally get into this thing. Yeah, because when he first makes, when she first learns about this dinner, he gives her a card and he says, hey, make sure you RSVP by 8 o'clock so you know. And she's, like, reluctant to do it. But then she goes home, she gets a call that she's not a bone marrow match for her brother. Yeah. So now she's at, like, her wit's end, how to, how to save her brother. And their parents are dead. She's caring for her brother. Yeah, uh, you got letter Kenny syndrome where nobody has parents. Yeah, and and he's like a teenager, right? Like seventeen, eighteen, and she's in her early twenties or whatever. Yeah, Um, yeah. And they set up that he feels bad that like she can't have a life because he's you know so sick and she's got to take care of him. Multiple jobs as well. Yeah, she like can't even get a job as a waitress because she's like overqualified. And she and she doesn't tell him what she's doing when she leaves that night. She's like, uh, I'm just gonna go out with some friends. I met some friends from high school and. uh, we're going to go out and, you know, let my hair down. Have a, and he goes, yeah, yeah, go have fun or whatever, you know. Go have a good have, have a good time. I'll be fine. I'll sit here and watch TV. Yeah, play some video games. It'll be great. She's like, all right, cool. You've, so, got, hey, so, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Nothing yeah, to worry about. Yeah. Don't worry about Not it. Not a single thing. I've got fine. tons of Sasha Gray videos on my computer. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, she's at the dinner. Now, Pete, uh, of these original contestants here in this game, did you have a favorite? Were you rooting for someone to win this game? Um, hmm. Oh, no, <laughs> probably not. I mean, I think I think the, the way that the movie does it is obviously it's the movie's forcing you to root for Iris. Yeah, you know who's going to win. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that, I mean, obviously that's the direction that the movie's going to go. But honestly, I think... The fact that you don't get a ton of details about the uh, the rest of the cast probably plays somewhat in its favor. We could have probably learned a little bit more of each person, almost like Clue style, because this movie kind of reminds me of the movie Clue. Um, but uh, I like that you don't get a ton of information because then you get start you start to get bogged down like a I don't know like a Marvel movie. You know, I don't. Need How to dare you? I don't need separate <laughs> movies for each one of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. All right, uh, Jake, did you have a favorite? Build up towards this. Would you rather move? <laughs> is there anybody you like there, Kevin? The whole. Uh... Uh, I mean, I guess Anver Gokaj is cool. Like he seems like a nice guy. Like I, he tries to do the right thing at the end, even though he's not in power. So it's easy for him to say, like, "Oh yeah, let's leave." <laughs> he gets the easy choice. I was I was rooting for Sasha Gray. Let's just be honest. Yeah, <laughs> she seemed she seemed pretty awesome right at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> that is Mike Dell's lady right there, just broken by life. <laughs> she seemed she seemed pretty great. So I would say that she was probably the only one there to actually play the game. Yeah, everybody else yeah. was just trying to survive the game. Yeah, she wasn't pulling punches. Is Sasha she Gray? Was cut yeah. <laughs> pretty great she's the kind of character you need in a movie like this so all right after they establish the uh the vegetarian the eating the steak and the the drunk doing the booze everyone gets a sense of kind of what's going to happen this evening and then the creepy guy stands up and says all right here's your last chance to leave you know if uh you can uh, get up and walk out no no harm you know go ahead but if you stay beyond this all right the game starts so just get ready so the drunk guy, he thinks, oh, he's, he's considering it. He stands up, he like grabs his 50 grand, and he's like about to leave. Then he sits right back down because he's too drunk to walk, probably. He just says, I'm <laughs> going to stay here. And uh, But then, uh, Kev, he gets uh, – something happens. What's the next big thing that happens here in the game? 
Uh, so they wheel out, or Bevins comes in, the butler. He comes in with, uh, Bevins. Like some kind of, yeah. <laughs> like a, a bat, like a giant battery, essentially. And like a headpiece, uh, with like metal circles on it. And he starts strapping it to people's heads. And they're like, <laughs> alright, here's gonna be, here's the first round. We're gonna hook you and the person next to you up to this, you know, electronic device here. And it's gonna give one of you a shock. But you get to choose whether you get the shock or the person next to you gets the, gets the shock. Well, I, I think the first people what, didn't a crab man get it on his head first, and and he could have shocked Sasha Gray. Yeah, is that the first <laughs> yep. one? Yeah, that's right. He made the, the right crab, choice, not shocking her. Yeah, crab man being the gentleman says, "No, I'll take the shock," and uh, and yeah, he got zapped pretty good. Well, yeah. and even uh, before that, they uh, uh, once they bring that battery in, kind of explain what's going on. Uh, Papa McAllister's like, oh fuck this, I'm out of here. So yeah, he see, that's what I was wondering what ha- when that happened. I was confused. And I then, he, uh, and then Bevan shoots him right in the head, like right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. And they're like, no, this game's for real. We're doing this. You had your chance to leave. Yeah, right in the head. Right Boom. So that was pretty Powerful. dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> shooting right in the head. So yeah, yeah they're now stuck. You know they're yeah, and that's I think when the old lady says, oh, I would like to go home now. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Combs just like, then, did you not just see what happened? Like, <laughs> and then, and then later on, even after all this, I think it's after the electrocution stuff, before they get to the next thing, you hear the old lady just say randomly, they're going to kill us all. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little slow on the uptake, this lady. Yeah. I love her. I don't think it's not just her legs that don't work. <laughs> also so, her brain. Maybe. Um, then I think, uh, who was next? Like, uh, I, was Iris? She could. Oh, I think Sasha her? Gray is next. Um, and they hooked oh, her the up. Old lady. The old lady's <laughs> next to her. She's just like, this, yep, zapping that old lady. Yeah, this is <laughs> when I fell in love with Sasha Gray. She just, <laughs> they don't, this was the moment. It wasn't come dumpster in the fart box. No, this was the moment. That was when our love got tested when I read that. But this is when I fell in love But, uh, yeah, the, the creepy guy isn't even done with the directions yet, and she's zapping that old lady. She's like, yeah, I'm fucking yep. electrocute that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> and that old lady gets cooked pretty good. They think she's dead. They got to, like, massage her face and everything. They're trying to wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> Just pushing it's her so face around like silly putty. <laughs> Every time I – so I've seen this movie multiple times, and I always, almost always forget that that old woman's in here. And as soon as she arrives on the scene, I always remember the massaging of the face to wake her up. <laughs> so like, weird. What is she – oh, yeah, that's right. She's in – oh, yeah, the massage. The face massage. It's fantastic. That means I want him to touch uh, my face. She's like, I want a facial. And Sasha Gray is like, hey, I can help you out with that. <laughs> so uh, – I now the, the, then it's her turn, right? Like she gets to decide whether she wants to zap somebody or yeah. The old, yeah. The old woman chooses uh, Ricky to zap yep, the gambler. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then oh no 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 that's a lot no 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 yeah no she chooses uh Ricky to zap. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't take another zap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh and, and Ricky's kind of a nice guy about it, you know. He knows he's an old lady; she can't take it. So yeah, go ahead. Is that me again or whatever? Um, eventually, he gets to Iris and uh, the guy from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes the zap so that she doesn't get zapped the first time. But then it's her turn. To, it's, she could either zap Crab Man or take it herself, and she takes it herself. Yeah, so right there, you see, our, now we're rooting for Iris because, oh, look at her. She also sacrificed 
What a good person, Iris. Like this side of the table is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking Sasha Gray. Keep her away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they they go through everybody uh, zippity zappity and everything. And then, uh, Kev, what's up next on the agenda? Uh, Next up is round two. Uh, They start bringing in a bunch of rolls of plastic, just laying that down everywhere. (laughs) And everyone starts getting worried. Well, I I think doesn't uh, the. this is the Iraq, yeah, the Iraq war veteran guy. Uh, doesn't he mouth off to Julian, the creepy son of the creepy? Does. Yeah, yeah. While they're getting the plastic, I think he's like, we could just leave or something like that. And <laughs> the son's just like, oh, no. Yeah, he does. He says something. He goes, hey, maybe, maybe you shouldn't have spoken up or something. He tells him. And mm-hmm. then, then he's like, hey, roll out the plastic. Like, oh, what the fuck's going to happen now? They're rolling out plastic. Although I'm guessing Sasha Gray's used to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in 50 to 1, there's a lot of plastic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I can't even remember, Kev, what was the uh, what's the big second thing they do? Oh, the uh, stabbing. Choose, yeah, yeah, you can either stab I your think. neighbor or whack Travis with a jambak. <laughs> a jambak. The, the big thing was it was stab your neighbor in the thigh. So the, the whole yeah. point was with that guy with the name that nobody could pronounce. Uh, he's basically saying, hey, there's an artery, and they're kind of uh, establishing, hey, maybe you shouldn't stab somebody in the thigh because if you hit that main artery, that can kill somebody. So they're going around, and, uh, you know, the first one to choose is basically who, – who is the first person to choose? I don't even remember. Uh, I think it was uh, the guy with the unpronounceable name. I think he was the first one. Uh, but, yeah, the options are to basically either stab your neighbor with the uh, ice pick in the thigh or hit Travis three times with a jambrock. And, Pete, explain what a jambrock is. Jack, jack, well, jack, let me jack. tell you. Uh, it's a stick. So, basically, <laughs> um, this stick seems to be – oh, no, it is Iris because Iris has to hit him five times – or three times. Three times, yeah. She does it, oh, she yeah. Does it like she a little wimpy lady. Yeah, they're like, that doesn't count. Get your, Get your ball together, Iris. Yeah, it, it's like, a, but it's like a stick uh, made out. It's like a real whippy stick made out of certain yeah. things to. It had really something snap. on it. I could tell what it was, but yeah, yeah. gives it a little extra bang at the end. Yeah, because yeah, the, the creepy guy's like, that's not hard enough to cut him. Do it harder. So uh, she has to hit him three times, and you see like the lashes on his back bleeding immediately through his shirt when she cracks him. I don't know about you, but I, I think Iris is kind of getting into it there at the end. Uh, by oh, the third yeah. one. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's like yes. Uh, may I have the choice again? She was liking <laughs> it. Uh, so then uh, the next guy gets to pick, uh, you know, whatever to do, and and again the the same guy's getting lashed again. You know, yeah, because he mouthed off. He did a little mouthing off of Julian's <laughs> son. Yeah. yeah, and then Sasha Graven says something like that. She's like, "Hey, you shouldn't open your mouth or something." She's like rubbing <laughs> it in. That's true, yeah. I forgot about that part, but you are you are right. She does but, say that. Uh, but this guy's getting lashed by everybody. He's taking them all, and he's a tough guy. He's like, yeah, I can take it. I've been through worse, you know. I've been through worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, don't they ask him if he wants to stab somebody or take more lashes? Or... Yeah, it was basically he needed to stab somebody yeah, in the right. thigh or uh, have Bevins do the three lashings. Oh yeah, and Bevins a badass. Anything. Yeah, yeah Bevin's the next military. Yeah, he's like some kind of like special forces wherever. So Bevin's does the three lashings, and at this point, uh, Travis is like, I, I want to say 
keeled over, bent over, can't really respond to anything. So at this point now, everybody has to decide to either hit this dude who's basically dying or almost dead or yeah. do the stabbings. So Ricky's got the choice this time to uh, yep. pick, hey, three lashings or stab the old woman. Uh, and he chooses to stab her because obviously she can't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what he points out to her. He's like, hey, don't worry there, Lily, or whatever your name is. You don't even use your legs. You can't even feel anything. <laughs> don't worry about it. And uh, what are the odds I'm going to hit that one artery in your thigh? I mean, it's very slim. That major though. artery. Well, if you've watched <laughs> Trailer Park Boys, you knew that. He was going to stab that artery. <laughs> he pulled a Ricky. Uh, yeah, that, Ricky. That's funny. Uh, yeah, he's, but that's, yeah, he definitely that. stabs her right in the, uh, the artery. She starts bleeding out, <laughs> and almost immediately, she her acting got worse, and she couldn't really yeah. like speak or say anything. Um, it's pretty rough. I like that he was like, he pulls his belt off. He's going to do a tourniquet, and he's like, does it go above or below the wound? <laughs> Again, very below. Ricky. You guys need to watch it, but yeah. And everybody's screaming, above, above. So um, <laughs> at this point, she's, like, almost dead. Uh, she yeah. then has the option of, uh, once she, like, comes to, I want to say after possibly another face massage, <laughs> um, <laughs> she comes to and she has the decision of either stabbing uh, Sasha Gray or, uh, you know, obviously doing the lashings, which I'll get to this part in a second. Hilarious. So she ends up stabbing Sasha Gray, like, almost, like, just willy-nilly. I don't even know yeah, if she's without it, in the thigh. Doesn't, there's no warning at all. She's like, bitch, <laughs> this is for shocking me. And then she gets elbowed in the face by Sasha Gray, which, again, very funny. Love that. Yeah, I, I think Sasha says something like, oh, you scratch me, bitch, and just elbows her right there, punches her in the nose. Yeah. So at this Sasha Gray is tough. She got stabbed in the thigh. She's like, you scratched me. <laughs> Barely <laughs> feeling it. I was swooning at this point. Like, oh, my God. Um, but she knocks the old woman out uh, from the little elbow. And then uh, Jeffrey Combs basically stands up and is like, well, I mean, that was the only choice anyways, because, you know, she can't stand up and do the lashings herself. So. <laughs> I was just really just kicking her while she's down, and I like that. <laughs> she's on oh, her way out of life. Paralyzed yeah. woman. Hey, hey uh, I was a little surprised, though, at one point when the uh, – did they give the, the war veteran – didn't they give him the choice to use the, the, the ice pick, right? Yeah, and he was just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I was so I was a little surprised. I thought, oh, well, he'd take the ice pick. He said, yeah, I'll stab somebody, and then he'll get the ice pick, and then he'll try and attack Bevins or somebody, you know. <laughs> Well, he's mostly dead at this point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be stabbing anyone. Uh, yeah. So then I think Crabman, don't they ask him what he wants to do? And uh, Travis is – or he's dead, the, the war veteran. He's on his belly in the corner there, just basically dead. And doesn't Crabman just whip him anyway? He's like, I'm just going to keep Sasha Gray is like, we got to turn on each other. That's what this game's all about anyway, just taking the other players out. And Crabman's kind of like, yeah, I guess Sasha Gray kind of has a point here. Let's yeah. just kill this guy. <laughs> he's so close. Yeah. And so he, he does. And it's so cool. I like the scene where he's just like whacking them and you can see the power. I don't know <laughs> if it's power. I'm not sure what it is, but you can just see him like do the little whip passion. down. Yeah, the passion. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, all right. So that's uh, round two. Now we're down uh, a couple competitors. The drunk guy got shot in the head. The old lady's dead, right? Like She's done yeah. at this point. <laughs> And then uh, Travis, they, Travis isn't officially dead, but they say he can't continue, and they take him out of the room. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, he could continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But do you think they? What do you think they did with them when they took them out of the room? Like nursed them back to health and set them free? Do you think that's what they did? Mm, gonna go with no. All right. <laughs> Doesn't sound too likely. <laughs> Maybe a face a face massage to uh, bring him back to life. That All right. So we're down to Ricky the Gambler, uh, Sasha Gray, Iris, the guy from Agents of Shield, and Crab Man. Crab Man. Yep. Yeah. So we're down to now. This is where they decide to make a break for it. They're all going to just rush them and try to run away. Yeah. And, uh, like, the guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, leaves it off. Because when you want to surprise people, what you want to do is yell, now, really loud. And then, <laughs> and then run at everybody. And that's exactly what they do. And, uh, and Crab Man gets one of them sticks, you know, and he's beating up guys with a stick. Because the one guy's about the to shoot Iris. The Schombach. And he gets a Schombach, and he knocks that guy over the head with it or whatever. So, t- so he saves Iris, and Iris runs out through the house. And then he goes to go to the aristocrat guy, and he's going to get him. But that guy's packing heat, and he pulls out a gun and kills Crab Man. Boom. Yeah. Which is yeah. disappointing, because it's like I wanted to see more people die in the game, not just from yeah. trying to escape. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a waste. I agree. And uh, there's some more fighting going on, but uh, the bad guys, you know – Oh, oh, the 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 creepy son Julian. He hides under the table when all the fighting breaks out, and then he runs out of the room too to chase after Iris. <clears throat> Eventually, the aristocratic guy and his his pals get everybody under control. But now, Pete, we, uh, we follow. creepy creepy penguin yeah. kid. Like he finds Iris in like the basement, and he's like getting all rapey on her. But yeah. then the doctor shows up. Uh, he's like, "Hey, I rethought this whole thing. You should you shouldn't be here. I'm going to get you out." But uh, then Bevan just comes in and shoots the doctor. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I like this a lot. I like yeah. this a lot. So the doctor who uh, told her to do this, we see shots of him <clears throat> while they're playing the game. We see shots of him at his house, and he's like, you know, feeling terrible that he put Iris into this situation. And we see him go into his dresser, and he pulls out a gun, and they're like, oh, here we go. So leading up to this, I'm like, oh, they're going to have this guy save the day, you know, mm-hmm. and it's going to be pretty stupid. He's just going to come in and save the day, and it's going to be terrible. But so, so he, yeah, he gets in there when. Uh, Julian's fighting Iris there trying to rape her and whatnot and it's like oh here he comes to save hey boom he gets a headshot <clears throat> from Bevins off camera you don't even see it like the shot comes from off camera so his head just explodes and it's like oh shit alright <laughs> I guess he's not saving the day did, did you think though did you think when you first saw it that there was a possibility that he was going to save him or did you see something else going on since it was your first time watching this I thought he I thought the way this was going to be was he was just going to come in and save the day I thought that okay alright yeah, so the movie did I, its job then. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like Scatman Crothers in The Shining, where you're just like, oh, he's flying back. He's going to make it there just in time to save them. And then as soon as he walks in, axe in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bevins takes Iris back upstairs. And she stabbed Julian in the thigh with an ice pick. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he just kind of disappears from the movie at this point, which is strange. Yeah, well, she she didn't hit the artery. She missed the artery. So this is like a reoccurring thing, and that's why I like about this movie. Again, you get all these like weird small snippets throughout the movie of like people's pasts or motivations or reasons of whatever, just random background information. And you know, leading up to this, that there was something that happened possibly at another party or another one of these, you know, would you rather games. Yeah. uh, That Julian has a history of doing something like this, and you're even told that hey. Uh, Jeffrey Combs says, "Hey, don't do this again. This is the name. yeah. What happened last year? You can't can't have any repeats of that. 
So you know yeah. that there's something yeah. there, and I like that you just learn all these small things, but never enough to actually get a hint of what's happening. <laughs> hey, we uh, we skipped something pretty awesome that Sasha Gray does, I think. Um, oh. When they're when they're doing the stabby stuff with the thighs and whatnot. Oh, after yes. after the old lady scratches her and she punches the old lady, <laughs> it's Sasha's Gray's turn to like stab someone, right? And yeah. and she says, "Can I stab anybody?" Oh. <laughs> and I st- <laughs> she goes right up to Iris and she shanks her in the ribs. <laughs> and it's just a, can yeah, I she can I stab him anywhere? anywhere? <laughs> yeah. And then Shep says, "Oh, nobody's ever asked that before. Um, anywhere below the uh, shoulders or whatever he said." Yeah, I think he said shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she just puts it right in her ribs. Now, uh, I gotta tell you, Iris really no sold the, uh, the ice pick to the ribs. Like, it didn't seem to yeah. affect her at all the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's always for the first couple minutes. Yeah, kind of. But then the doctor guy's like, oh, it doesn't look like she got a lung. <laughs> oh, well, that's alright. There's still a giant hole in your side. And it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Uh, just the appendix. You don't need that anyway. She's not even like walking around with a hand on her side or anything. Nothing. No sells it. She is a badass, this Iris. Don't you worry about Iris. All right. Whatever cures her brother's mysterious disease will also cure her side injuries. (laughs) But man, Sasha Gray, what a woman. woman. (laughs) Yeah, she picked out the right competition. She's like, I know this Iris is going to win. I got to take her out. (laughs) Only she pulled it out. All right, why so uh apart? Like why the side? Like why the ribs? You said anything below the shoulders. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the Iris Bevins takes Iris. Yeah, he doesn't kill Iris. He's like uh he gets his henchman to take Julian upstairs or whatever, and then he gives Iris, hey, we gotta take you back to the game, you know, gotta go back to the game. So uh he takes her back, so we they assemble everybody. So now we're down to Iris, Sasha Gray, the guy from Agents of Shield, and the gambler. Four people left. Yep. And we're already at the final round, which, again, seems like a missed opportunity to me. That The first two rounds are basically the same event, like just going down the table and just being like, oh, okay, you're all going to do the same thing. So there hasn't been a whole lot of variety in this game so far. Yeah. (laughs) And now we're already in. No, there's, you've got the card round and then the gun. Oh, true. Yeah, the the last one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was barely a round. That's just the choice. Exactly. It's kind of like in Big Brother where the two people at, at the end, you know, they. they yeah. But, um, yep. So, yeah. Uh, the, this this round is absolutely my favorite, though. I love this yeah. round. This is great. I wish there was more of this in the movie. Yep. All, all right. Well, Pete, since you love it, explain it to the kids what happens here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, listen up, children. Basically, in this <laughs> round, everybody's going to be given an envelope. <gasps> and in, in this envelope, there's going to be a little card. We don't know what that card is because it's too small for us to actually know, I suppose. But basically, in this round, uh, Shep explains that, hey, I'm going to have Bevins. And as he's saying this, Bevins comes in here, uh, comes into the dining room with this big old barrel of water. And he says, I'm going to have Bevins hold you under the water for two minutes. Or would you rather look inside the envelope and do what it says? And then he yep. then he explains that. This could be a really, really bad thing, or it could be relatively harmless. So nobody really knows what's in that card, and I love this part. It really just kind of, like, sets up so many different things that could happen. And, and I mean, that's basically what does happen. I kind of feel cheated out on, like, Sasha Gray's. I feel like that was, like, a cop-out. It could have been something cool. You know what? I kind of liked it. That was a good uh, twist he gave her. 
<laughs> it's kind of just a, a dick right. move. That I, I appreciate it. All right, before we get to Sasha Gray, I think Ricky's the first one, right? Yeah. He is. Yeah, yeah it's weird down. that he says, like, oh, yeah, like, it could just be something minor. But really, none of these, we find yes. out what's in all the envelopes, none of them are particularly minor. Yeah, they were all I, terrible. I that. And I bet, and I bet that, and, and this is just me probably overthinking it, but I bet there's more cards, and he probably shuffles all the envelopes together. And then, obviously, there was only four people left, so yeah. four people got four cards. You're giving this sadistic aristocrat way too much credit. I think that's Jeffrey Combs and he deserves every credit that he deserves. I think every card he has ever made and stuffed into an envelope is something terrible. I don't think (laughs) there's probably. One of them is to eat salad. I I also like how uh, when they Ricky (laughs) Ricky chooses to take the card, you know? Because he does his reasoning that he's a gambler and he does all this uh, you think that I will do this and I will do this and instead of that and he does his whole reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you but he likes to take the card, and then he opens up the the envelope and he shows that he, he can't even tell what the card says. It's just like a symbol or something, right? So he's like, "What does this small mean?" Small firecracker. It looks like a yeah. tiny firework. Uh, yeah. So so basically, uh, these cards are all just nonsense, and that guy can just make up whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. I never even thought about that, but you're 100. Oh, that means. <laughs> yes, I'll tell you what that means. They're actually just Monopoly cards, and he's like, oh, this is a chance card. It says you want a beauty well, pageant. Now you should cut your dick off and wear a dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That card means it's a Come Fart Diary 6. Let's go. <laughs> this is a blockbuster video card. You have to go work there for the rest of your life. All right, so, but Pete, what does Ricky have to do, according to the card? Yeah, so basically, Ricky has uh, been given this uh, firecracker card. And then uh, Chef even seems kind of disappointed. He's like, oh, you just have to hold a firecracker in your hand. And Ricky's like, oh, that's it? Okay, uh, that doesn't seem so bad. So then they bring out this quarter stick of dynamite. <laughs> and he even mentions that this is a quarter stick of dynamite. Uh, and he's like, oh, is it? And then uh, Iris says, well, don't don't hold it too tight. Or somebody says, don't hold it too uh, tight. The guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll just call him Shield from now on. Yeah, he's always giving uh, advice. He's like, "Yeah, don't hold it too tight for something like that'll help." I don't know. And then <laughs> Shep just straight up screams, "He must hold it tight! He's going to hold it tight!" So then they duct tape the quarter stick to his hand, and then they light it up. And he says, "Well, I mean, best case scenario is it could be a dud." And then he starts to, uh, you know, kind of questioning, like, "Well, if it's a dud, do I have to do this again?" He's like, "Nah." So like the firecracker's wick comes, you know, to nothing. Obviously, just like. A firecracker would go um and there's like nothing and he's got this like face of relief you don't see anything but he's got this face of relief and then his hand explodes uh and then unfortunately at this point he goes straight into like cardiac arrest and has a heart attack uh and then dies that way yeah just sad because i love Ricky. yeah poor ricky (laughs) that was his gambling hand (laughs) you want to live without it uh, all right. So next up, I believe is the doctor, or not the doctor, but it's Agent Shield. Yeah, whatever the fuck he is. Um, and uh, Kev, he gets a uh, his card says, uh, "Slice your eyeball." <laughs> yeah, it's just a picture of an eye, <laughs> which is basically the poster for this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone about to slice their eyeball. Yeah, slice your eyeball. Yeah, he he does not want to do it. He's uh, he's having a hard time. What why do you mean? would he want to? Because like I can't even do that air test at the doctor, like the eye doctor, when they blow the air in your face, yeah. like let alone try to put a razor in my eye. Slice your eyeball. 
It is the absolute oh, worst, worst thing ever. I hate the eye, the eye doctor. It's the worst doctor huh. in the world. And watching <laughs> a man have to struggle whether or not he's going to slice his eye with a razor blade. Yeah. Sucks. Luckily, they cut away so you don't actually see it go in his eye. So that was nice of them. Yeah, and he's being really uh, hesitant to do this. So they're like leaning on him. Hey, you got to do it. You got to do it. You only have so yeah, much 10 time. 10 seconds. They're going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So sure enough, he just slices it all an eyeball. Slices yeah. it. And uh, all right. Well, he survived. So he's good. Next up is uh, Iris. Yeah, Iris is next. And Iris elects to just take the two minutes underwater. Yeah. yeah. Bold move. Yeah. And, I could probably uh, do two minutes if I had to. Adrenaline would kick in and you probably would. It's a long fucking time. It is. So, uh, yeah, she gets a deep breath there and, uh, Bevins holds her head under the water and she's thinking about her brother, you know, and her brother, her brother's apparently telling her about a dream he had where she's drowning and other people are underwater with her. And it's like, where in the fuck did that happen? Did we hear that earlier? (laughs) Little snippets of background information. I love it. Her brother's leukemia gives him psychic powers. He can see the future. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but she survives, you know, she lasted two minutes. Yep. And, uh, good set of lungs on that iris, you know. <laughs> but, uh, shield guy, he's, he's curious. So like, what was in the envelope? Uh, now that, you know, now that she's already yeah. done the water barrel, we can find out what was in the envelope. Yeah. And it turns out it was to have all of her teeth extracted. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would suck, you know? Yeah. That would, that would be tough. I guess with all the money you get, you could get new teeth, but. Yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, Bob didn't get a new face after he won the game. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, next up, it's my girl. Sasha yeah. Gray. So, Jack, explain the, what, what happens to Sasha Gray here. <laughs> well, she doesn't want to take the, the two minutes in the water barrel. We find out here that, you know, her husband drowned their daughter. So she's like, no, no, no. None of this water barrel for me. I, I ain't doing that shit. I'll take the envelope. And uh, so she takes the envelope, and what do you know? Uh, her envelope says, four minutes in the water barrel. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do twice as long. <laughs> what a sadistic aristocrat this guy is. <laughs> I kind of like his style. <laughs> He's such a dick. And to make it even worse, uh, before she even gets a proper breath, you know, uh, Bevan just shoves her head in the water. Like, she's not even ready, really. And... uh yeah. yeah, he's like, there's yeah. no way she can do four minutes anyway. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so, yeah. the only thing that I don't like about this part because I I like I don't mind the uh, the the four minutes in the barrel, but it just seems so weird that Bevins would do that because he he didn't do that for Iris, so it just seems so strange that she has even longer to hold her breath, and she's like in the middle of talking, and she's like, <laughs> hey, good night, and then just dunks. Yeah. Um, Little did they know that Sasha Gray had great lung capacity from all those blow bang videos. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, she she drowns sadly, and yeah. uh, she's dead. So we're down to the final two now: Agent's a Shield guy and Iris. And Agent the Shield guy, his eyeball not looking good. No, <laughs> because he uh, he sliced his eyeball. So it's yeah, he was not a professional already slicing eyeballs. So uh, Pete, explain the uh, idea behind this final round. What they have to do. Yeah, so uh, this last round, basically, uh, Iris 
for some reason, no flip of a coin or a little uh, rock, paper, scissors. She's handed a gun with once one, uh, one single shot. And she has to make the choice to either uh, basically put the gun down. They call the game quits. Both of them, uh, Mr. Shield and Mrs. Iris, uh, walk away alive, but they receive no money. Or she can shoot him, uh, uh, eliminate him. That's the big thing. Eliminate mm-hmm. him by shooting him, because she can't just shoot him in uh, the arm and say, yep, I did the thing. She must eliminate him, basically killing him, to then win uh, the grand prize. And the new donor parts, I guess, for her brother. Yeah. <laughs> And what I, I liked about this is Agent's a shield guy. He's like, hey, 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 Iris. Hey, we made it. We survived, you know? Uh, yeah, let's well, just go home. Well, and we have a lot in common. Like, I know you're doing this for your brother. Like, I have three sisters. And bang, she shoots him right in the chest and kills him. <laughs> yep. I thought that was pretty good. You're thinking about it too long. Yeah. 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 Should have probably led with something else other than, hey, we got a lot in common. Uh, you have a family. Um, and I also have a family. Uh, I hear you went to kindergarten once. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but i i like the uh the two death scenes in this the doctor getting shot in the head from off camera and then uh her just shooting him i i like both of those moments those are both pretty great all right so iris is the winner and mm-hmm. uh the, the creepy guy's like hey congratulations iris oh you know what else we forgot to mention is when they bring iris back after uh julian tried to rape her the the creepy guy Jeffrey Combs or whatever he he walks over and he and he's like real uh, apologetic to her he's like I'm so sorry that uh, Julian you know he, he since his mother died he has trouble controlling his urges my apologies or something like that and he touches her shoulder like uh, you know showing her some uh, sympathy Passion. even though yeah. he's murdering everybody <laughs> but it's pretty good yeah he's got some standards the, the line has to be somewhere in the sand. So, so uh, Iris mustache doesn't make him a super free. <laughs> so Iris, you're the winner, and they say, "Hey, we're going to give you your money. Hey, we already got a donor lined up for your brother. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, the surgery. This is enough money to pay for everything. It'll erase all your debts. Uh, you can go back to school. You can your keep life, the house. Yeah, your life is going to be awesome from now on. All right, don't you worry. Oh, we should mention that the the, doc, the doctor who told her about this guy to begin with. The doctor had won a previous round of this. Yeah. that That's how yeah. he became a doctor and everything. He owed it all to the guy, the creepy guy, because he had already gone through this. But Iris is just like, you know, she's shell-shocked. She just looks like, you know, 10,000 yards there. She's zoned out. She says, thank you, Mr. Lambert. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, she looks like Sasha Gray after one of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> she's been through a lot. So Kev Iris goes home and uh, she showers up, you know, she's uh, washing all the, the murder off her and the stink, you know, and uh, a lot of time just sitting there, not, you know, doesn't bother uh, to look for her brother for quite a while. She's just kind of so uh, shell, shell shocked that she just sits there in like a catatonic state. Well, no, she sees her brother right away. So she opens up his door uh, and she sees that he's still sleeping because she gets back like super early in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still sleeping. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to wash this wound. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe oh, yeah, I forgot I got stabbed in the rib. Put a little peroxide on there, a little neosporin. That'll fix it right up. Uh, but, but then uh, Kev, what's the big reveal here when uh, she goes, What's the? how does yeah, the movie end? She goes to wake up her brother. I guess probably tell him the big news that, you know, hey, he's going to be all right. He's going to live because he's getting that bone marrow organ transplant, whatever it was. Um, he, he's getting it. 
And, uh, oh, looks like he's dead. <laughs> he overdosed on pills overnight. Yeah. Uh, I, I so guess he, he was so... His, uh, his ass anymore. So sad about being a burden to his sister, he killed himself. The first yeah. chance he got. And, it was uh, all for nothing. All for nothing. Now, when I was reading about this movie on uh, Wikipedia or something or whatever, they said basically Squid Games ripped this off. Did you guys watch Squid Games? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Because I guess it had the same ending. Like, the winner of Squid Games goes home, and, like, the reason they went to money, the person's dead anyway. So I don't I remember that part. I don't remember that, no. I think his oh. daughter was okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what they said here in the, in the one article. All right. Oh, how about he just that? decided to have pink hair at the end. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> yeah. pink, pink hair and airplanes or something. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Would you rather? Uh, Pete, now that you've watched it a, for, what, a thousandth time, how many times have you watched this movie? Uh, probably four or five, I think, somewhere in that number. Uh, how do you feel about it? Do you still really love it? Yeah, I do. I think with these kinds of movies uh, – you, you kind of almost have to go in knowing what you're getting yourself into, because obviously this is very much a B-movie, and you can tell them almost immediately from the cast. Uh, but I like that about it. I like that it's basically a bunch of side characters from either movies or shows that I'm aware of. Um, but there's no big names, really, in it. And I think that's what kind of uh, kind of brings, I guess, a little bit more personality to these characters that I've seen in other things. Um, and I don't think they all did really bad. I like the cast of characters, and I like the premise of the movie very much because, as Kevin probably has said before, he and I both love these movies that have like these games or competitions yeah, in yeah. them. So uh, when it comes to one this of my movie, favorite genres, <laughs> definitely think that this is one of the better ones. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'd have to actually have to come up with a list, I guess. Hey, uh, Kev came up, came up with eleven. Came up yeah, with eleven last year. Yeah, I have to. Uh, I'll have to listen to that one because I gotta see what he says. Uh, so, uh, Kev, how do you feel about it watching it again? Yeah, it's still good. I kind of feel like it would be better. I wish they would make a sequel to this, just because you could probably do a lot more. Like you'd probably skip a lot of the the backstory now that we know that what the game is and who the players are. Like the, the guys running the game, Jeffrey Combs and stuff like that. Like we kind of get it. So they could just skip right to the game in the sequel and probably ramp things up a lot as they do with most sequels. Like you could just have a lot more variety in the rounds, I feel like, if you're going to do this again. Um, so I feel like they definitely left some things on the table by just having the first two rounds be basically everyone does the same thing over and over again. Um, not that I didn't enjoy those rounds. It's just like I feel like they could have done more with it. Yes. I, uh, I tend to agree with that. Um like I said, there were the, those two surprise kills were great. Those are good moments. You could kind of see the ending coming, you know, that the kid was going to be dead when she got home. Uh, but they did telegraph that a bit, but yeah. Um, what else was I going to say about this? Uh, the, the premise is good. There is some terrible dialogue and acting. Uh, I don't know if you can get around that. Like, uh, like Jeffrey Combs, though. Yeah, he Jeffrey was, Combs okay. is great. That guy's great. Um, even my beloved Sasha Gray, there were some clunky lines and deliveries, <laughs> you know, sadly. But, uh, yeah, there are a couple very bad lines. But um, what was the other thing I was going to mention about this? I, I also think I probably would have made him less creepy at the beginning when she's meeting him because it just seemed like what, it tipped the hand too much. Like, this guy's just nuts. You know, why would you want to be? I, I would have liked it better if, if he flips a switch once they're behind closed doors there at the dinner. Well, 
But, uh, I, I guess, yes, I can see what you're saying. But at the same time, they know he's creepy by the time the game starts. And they all still stay anyway. So these are all people that are at the end of their rope and will just do anything for a chance at the money. So yeah. I think the creepiness is fine because they're all willing to look past it. I, I suppose. also like that he never flips the script. He never changes. The game does. But he's always the same. He, you know what you're almost in for when you're talking to this guy. Like, oh, this is probably not going to be great. Probably going to put me in a room filled with like, a bunch of fish. <laughs> That's a good at point. Me while I have to undress. But yeah. <laughs> he never like gets like a he never becomes like a lunatic like he loses his mind. No, he's he hold he keeps his word the entire time. Hey, if you win this game, I'm gonna give you this prize. There was no like weird, you know, uh, twist at the end. Like, oh, that didn't happen uh, where he kills everybody. No, he kept his word. He did the thing. Mm-hmm. He just uh, got some money and he wants to watch people do a game. He does have some scruples. Like they're like, oh, are you gonna make us kiss each other? He's like, no, no, nothing like that. Like, I'm just here to torture you, not do weird sex stuff to you. Yeah, because at the beginning, the first thing he says when he's introducing the game, he says, hey, Travis, would you rather kiss Iris or uh, that other Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy? And he says, oh, I'd rather yeah. kiss Iris, you know. And then the old lady says, you're going to make us kiss each other? <laughs> says, no, 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 no. I like that he was explaining like the game, like, oh, I'm going to give you two choices. Usually neither of them are very good. So let me ask you, would you rather kiss Irons or this guy? <laughs> like, uh, one of those seems a lot better than the other. Here's the other big problem with this whole setup, though, is how does he explain all these people being dead now? You know, like, like yeah. theoretically, if, like if the I, Clintons aren't doing this all the yeah. time. <laughs> Obviously, the Clintons are. But what if, like, uh, Iris doesn't win? If Iris drowns in that bucket or whatever, and then uh, her, her brother, like, hey, where's my sister? And then, you know, he becomes a detective. And then he tracks her down, and then you I know. guarantee you, uh, Jeffrey Combs killed him at that point. If that, <laughs> but but these other people like Agents of Shield guy, he has family. He mentioned he has family. You know, so what do they they're think when they're if they just murder everyone's families? Yeah, <laughs> Evans goes out. He's a he's a, yeah. He's a goes out, finds their families, kills them all. Nobody even they all die in natural gas out. explosions. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging by door from doorknobs is how they usually do it. But uh, all right, so uh, Pete, what do you give this one out of ten? Uh, I would give it a solid seven point five. This must be a jank family tradition. The point fives. <laughs> the fuck is it with you guys in the point fives? Let's get a whole number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go seven point five. <laughs> Kev, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I was gonna go eight, but I feel like I can't uh, go higher than Pete on this one, so I'm gonna go seven point five as well. Because <laughs> I'm just a sucker for this genre. Like, I love uh, movies that are about games that are all fucked up. So, uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, I didn't hate it or anything. I'd give it a slight. Th- I'd probably only go a six though. Um, six point five, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about six point two oh one? No, I, someone has to take a stand with these uh, decimal <laughs> points. No, I'm not doing it. But uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. People can check it out. We watched it on Tubi. You can go uh, check it out on the Tubi. Tubi has everything. Peter, you a big fan of Tubi? Because Tubi has everything. Uh, you know what? I I don't. I, so my time is a precious thing. And <laughs> Yet you're doing this show. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't mind having a good time. Uh, and this has been real fun so far. So far, so far. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, when it comes to ads, if I can pay out of them, I will. And I feel like Tubi just refuses to give me that option. 
No, I think you can, right? There's a lot can't of you? ads. Uh, I, I think there's a premium there's like option. A premium. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think so. But, I mean, at least the, the ads are not as bad as Pluto TV. Though That's the worst. Pluto is they'll, ungodly. Yeah, they'll cut you off in the middle of a sentence just to put an hey. ad in, like. By the way, uh, Kev, I don't know if you've experienced this, but a lot of the times when I'm watching these movies on um, Tubi, if I'm watching it on my like iPad or laptop or something, the the commercials won't kick in. They'll like start and then they'll just skip them all. Like you get a split oh. second of a commercial and then it'll just go right back to the movie. But if I oh, watch it on like a TV, they always show the commercials. So, damn, I'm getting an iPad. Yes, <laughs> I don't know if it's just a coincidence <laughs> or what, but. Uh, yeah, a lot of times I don't even get the commercials on the Tubies. Um, but hey, hey, one one other question though about a Tubi related thing there, Pete. Did you ever hear of a TV show called Check It Out, starring Don Adams from 1986? Don't, don't even let him go down this path. <laughs> I can't say that I have. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for the day week. someone has seen that show because I got a top 11 <laughs> Check It Out episodes ready to roll, but no oh, one else God. has ever seen the show except for me. I watched three episodes and I wanted to shoot myself. I was going to pull a, you know, give myself the John Bach at the back. Don Adams owns a grocery store. It's amazing. It's like the greatest TV show ever. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Pete, the other thing that, uh, how you, you know, your time is precious. Are you good on time? Do you still have oh, time? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not watching Tubi, so we good. Okay. Uh, the, the other thing I know about you that Kev has told me, if that is his real name, he says that you love board games. Oh, he's a dirty, rotten. Lo- no, I'm just kidding. No, no, <laughs> now, uh, that's something you don't hear a lot these days because it is the year 2023. And I don't know if uh, board games are still <laughs> as popular as they once were. Uh, so where did your love of board games begin? Uh, what was your favorite game? Yeah. Shocking that you say that. So, or do you still live in uh, Pittsburgh or uh, in the general area? Yeah, okay. the general. Yeah. So, you guys actually have one of the largest board game conventions in what? America. What? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Let me stop you right there. Kev, is this why you're going to be in Pennsylvania later this summer? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I can't say that it is. All right, I thought I was connecting dots here. Uh, I forgot, Kev. Are you going to be in Pennsylvania this summer, though? Um, possibly. Yeah, yeah I got to talk to you and Larry. My yeah. goal would be to come by sometime during the week and then fly out to see Pete's sister Megan. After that, oh, okay. Oh, uh, the whole tour of the East Coast. Because I thought, well, I'm connecting dots here. Pete and Kev are going to take out down Pittsburgh doing a board game convention. It'll be great. Uh, the other thing uh, Pittsburgh is known for, Pete, in terms of conventions, is they have a furry convention every year. Mm. So, <laughs> well, what are your guys' mermaid conventions? That so? might be what I'm coming for. <laughs> yes, that's the other. Thing. <laughs> but uh, all right, sorry to derail you there, Pete. So uh, yeah, Pittsburgh. Uh, we I, I had no idea we had a big board game convention scene. So uh, so it's technically in Philly, but basically. Oh well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't compare Pittsburgh and Philly in any way. You can't. No, <laughs> I mean, if, if yeah, it's, that's, that's a no-no on the show. That's, that's bad. Uh, we're we're Western PA. They're oh, Eastern PA. Hand. Yeah, this oh, is okay. this is like Crips and Bloods. You know, you sure. can't. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so it, well, it's in PA. So there you it's go. in PA. Yeah, but 
Yeah. All right. I don't even know if the convention's technically in Philadelphia. I would just say that it's in Pennsylvania. Anyway, yeah. it might be in New uh, York. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, basically, uh, yeah, board gaming's, uh, I don't know, it's got to be a weird subculture of some sort, maybe kind of like furries. Um, <laughs> except for I went to <laughs> furry stores around. Uh, but there's a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah much less. Uh, and, uh, during the pandemic, uh, board gaming blew up even more than probably most people imagine just because obviously everybody's stuck inside of a house. Here, here's uh, my problem with the board games though, Pete. Uh, you need to have friends. You know? Yeah, well, no, not <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a ton of board games that you can actually, and this kind of, I'm going to say this. Hear me out. There is a ton of board games in which you can solo play, and it's for those people oh. who kind of like, think of it like people who do puzzles, right? So you're kind of activating pieces of your brain that you probably wouldn't normally activate because you're solving puzzles of some sort. It's the same kind of, uh, same, same thing, really. Uh, you're, you're activating different things to strategize your plays, huh. your, your moves, your turns, and things like that. I'd like uh, to activate my brain. Yeah! So there, good. there was plenty of games. Did you know that there is a big board gaming convention in Pennsylvania? <laughs> I, I hear tell that <laughs> right there is. next to you in Philadelphia. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere, in any way associated with Philadelphia. That's what I hear. But yeah, uh, so, did you just always love board games when you were a kid? Was this the thing you loved with you and the Jank yeah, family? I don't know if it was so much board games in general. Uh, when I was. What was this? Probably like fourth or fifth grade. Pokemon came out at some points. Uh, and I, I was poor, uh, so <laughs> I would either I would either have to make my own cards oh, uh, nice. with a buddy of mine, uh, or I'd have to steal a lot of my dad's change <laughs> to <laughs> buy cards. Uh, See, uh, I'm I'm too old. I missed the Pokemon thing. I'm older than you fellas, so uh, I missed out oh, on all that. Great. But um, uh, we used to go. Oh, there's a store called PJs. We used to go to all the time. It was the best. It was the best. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, didn't have a lot of money, so a buddy of mine uh, and myself would just make card games, and uh, we had made uh, a few different games. One of them that we played a lot. Uh, apparently, he doesn't remember this at all, even though it was a big part of my childhood. But that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, shut it out. Traumatic memory uh, for him. But at uh, at some point. It just clicked that I just enjoyed making different kinds of card games in which I could play, you know, using cards in different ways. Uh, and then when I got deployed, I started making all sorts of uh, uh, games when I was in Iraq. And then when I came back, Wait, Kevin and I... you were Travis! Yeah, I was <laughs> Travis. I was a bit of a, a guy that enjoyed the Schombach, if you will. Holy hell, I, I had no idea. Wow. You're not quite up to Bevan's level. Hey, no. thank you for your service. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, no. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate that. that. Um, so I could, yeah, I could take a lot of naps because you're over there fighting wars. So thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would like to take some naps as well now. That's what I get to do. I like that. Uh, but, yeah, so when I was over there, I made a bunch of games. I came back, and then uh, I play-tested games with Kevin, which was a lot of fun because I've never done that. I mean, I played a lot of my card games, but I've never, like, made a brand-new idea of a game by myself. Uh, so Kevin and I did that, and then at that point, that's when it really started kicking in, and that was like 2010, and I didn't even know there was a subculture of uh, board gaming until probably late 2010, uh, and then I just fell in love, and I was like, oh my god, there's all sorts of games, and I can still make games? This is fantastic. Yeah, you uh, make your own games, which is pretty impressive. 
Are are all the games you make like card based, like a Pokemon thing, or some of them have dice and like uh, no, spinners? Uh, so yeah, spinners are a thing of the past. Uh, so <laughs> I would say that uh, a lot of my games probably have cards in them, but uh, I would say that they're I don't know they're all they kind of range all over the place, but they're definitely not like Pokemon anymore. I mean, I would say a lot of them. Like, yeah, there are more and more boards these days. I would say are involved. Yes. Uh, that's very true. I've actually found a lot of enjoyment like doing a lot of you know, my own like graphic design for a lot of the boards. Wow. Yeah. They look cool. incredible. Look at this. Uh, do you like sell these games at all? I do. Yeah. Uh, so How can I, we purchase a Pete game? <laughs> uh, so there is a website called The Game Crafter in which there are a, quite a few games. If you look up, I think I'm under uh, just GBF Games or Gummy Bear Factory Games. Um, that's uh, where I think all my games would be there. But, yeah, I sell a bunch of games through there. Um, we're not here oh. to talk about my games. We're, we're here to talk about my top 11. <laughs> oh, okay. But well, we wanna, I want to yeah. talk about your games, too. I want to sell some oh, games yeah, for you. Games. Let's sell oh, some, yeah, games. some games. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if if anybody's, like, interested in, like, uh, I would say, like, hobby games or strategy games and stuff like that, got definitely quite a few that sell okay. There's one game that's called Adventure Realms. That's uh, like a JRPG, kind of like a Final Fantasy style theme game, but uh, has all these different really cool like mechanisms in the game that uh, makes the game just so much fun. And it just keeps yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a really fun game. At least as of last time I played, there's been a bunch more expansions since then, and I haven't gotten to try out yet. But yeah, that's that game's great. I also oh. try to make games that kind of like range from all sorts of different stuff. I don't really stay in like the same. Like theme, uh, like I've made a drinking uh, drinking game utilizing cards, which is fun called Drunk Driver, uh, yep. in which we played on our way all the way down to South, <laughs> we go, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, and we didn't actually drink. That's the wake all night. night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, I've got party games. I've got thinky thinky games. I've got sorts of dungeon oh. crawls. I like oh, yeah. the thinky thinky games. Hey, uh, Pete, yeah, I believe I found your uh, YouTube channel, GBF yeah. Games. Hey. That's, Mr. Yeah, that's Jank probably TV. me. Yeah. Yep. That that's, a, that's classic. Yeah. yeah. That, that was quite the community. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that was TCG News. That was that was the community right there. My goodness. Oh, look at this. Was, uh, doing, like, trading card games. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, all sorts of different cool games uh, ranging from uh, – I do a lot of pixelated games now, trying to stay within the uh, the, the retro feel of, like, old-school games uh, of your Nintendo style or Super Nintendo style. Uh, I just really like that. So your top 11 this evening is your all-time favorite board games? Yes, at least as of this week, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, we used to do this once a year on uh, the original Janksters podcast. Really? So, yeah, it was always kind of in flux, and it's been a couple years now, so I'm sure it's changed quite a bit. Wow. <laughs> he just buys up games like crazy. So, yeah. fun fact. So, uh, in preparation of this list, so I made this list, and I I would not say it was easy to make the list, but after <laughs> I did so, I was like, you know, what was my last list? I don't even remember. So, the last time we did the episode, or last episode we did, was December of 2020, and that's when we did our last, uh, I guess, podcast uh, episode. And we did the top ten. You did albums, which there weren't really any. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I even made it that that year. Two, uh, two albums, and then you mentioned, I think, a couple movies, and then I did my top 25, <laughs> because I remember going into the podcast, 25. and you were going to do your uh, uh, top 10, but you're like, I don't have, there really wasn't anything, so. Yeah, that was like pandemic year. Nobody did anything. So I was like, all right, I'll just try to fill out some airspace with extra games. So, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I re-listened to that entire episode Wednesday, which is crazy because I don't even listen to any podcasts anymore. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, so no offense to anybody. But just yeah, thanks for your support. Uh, <laughs> the best I can do. <laughs> um, I'm trying my best. But, yeah, so – oh, God, I made it the same fierceness. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so basically um, – I made a top 11. Right. And, uh, and, then, and I listened to the last one. Sorry. I got I flustered all of a sudden. Um, but, yeah, I did the top 11. I listened to 2020s. And, yeah, there's definitely a major difference between a lot of these. It's crazy. Well, before we get started on your top 11, I have to say that I am undefeated in categories in my life. I have never <laughs> lost a game of categories. I am like the – Yeah. So – you're talking to like royalty here in the okay. board game community because never lost the game. Not Hopefully, won. you always interpret the categories correctly. Unlike our cousin Michael, who one time <laughs> when it said street names, he put M Dog. Apparently, <laughs> that's pretty great though. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great because that's what makes categories good. Is you can get your own little twist on things. You know, <laughs> that's actually pretty awesome. Uh, when when my nephews were young, uh, we used to always have a uh, little game nights with uh you know their uh, grandparents and me and my wife ex-wife you know and we'd have a little mm-hmm. so that was fun and i think back then one of the big games we apples to apples was a big game we played a lot of and uh cranium we liked cranium <laughs> oh you're always doing these thinky games yeah the thinky thinky games yeah <laughs> that's what we were doing but i yeah granted most of the people i play in categories were young children so <laughs> yeah. oh yeah but yeah. with that. I'm still undefeated. And uh <laughs> unless there's one they can put like Peter Piper picked a bunch pick of pickled peppers, like then you get a lot of points, but otherwise you're gonna whoop their asses, I feel like. I had a little championship belt I used to wear around the nephews because I was always the way it was great. Alright, so uh here it is, Pete's top eleven all time uh board games. Take it away, Pete. Yeah, so uh just as a, a heads up, mo- I would probably say that uh most people will Listening, I've never heard of most of these games, but I can. <laughs> um, that's where we're at, though. So, so uh, basically, uh, my number eleven here um, is uh, a game called Final Girl. Oh, Final I want to play this so bad. I've never heard yes. of this. Yep. No, you probably okay. Uh, so this is uh, one of those solo games I was talking about. Basically, you are a final girl in like a horror movie, right? And you're running around trying to save a bunch of uh, what are called uh, victims in the game. And while you're doing this, there is a kind of like a weird, almost like an AI controlling the uh, the slasher villain in the game that you're playing. So uh, you've got the slasher villain running around. He's killing a bunch of kids. You're trying to save a bunch of kids. And I've learned that in every game that I've played, uh, he's not really after you. He's trying to kill as many people as he can because the more people he kills, the stronger he becomes. And then uh once he's killed everybody or once everybody's been saved 
He's after you, hence the name Final Girl, because you are literally the last person on the board. And God help you if you did not save enough people, because he will uh, he'll do some damage. Uh, but yeah, every single game is very different uh, because there are multiple uh, what are called uh, films, I believe, or uh, I don't know they're all they're all based off of films. Uh, so you got your Jason, and you've got the Thing, you've got your Freddy Krueger. Uh, every game is completely different. It's such a fascinating game. And again, it's just completely solo. And I absolutely love this game. It's very, very fun. So how does the AI work of the moving the killer? Is it just like random so, cards? Or? Yeah, so the cards kind of drive the game for the, the killer. So you're going to flip over a card. You're going to read what it does. Some of it's going to say, hey, you're going to move the killer into one location. If there's any uh, victims there, he's going to kill those uh, those victims. Or he may uh, try to head towards your direction. And if you're the only person in the location, then of course at that point, then he'll try to go after you. So you're almost always trying to play this like cat and mouse style game where you're trying to stay away from him because you don't want to be there if you can help it. But at the same time, you're also trying to save people, but it's all card driven. So you never know exactly what he's going to do. You understand Hmm. his motivations for the most part, at least some of these killers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, But yeah, I mean, they're really neat. I'm looking this up. A uh, Van Ryder Games, I believe, is the, yes. uh, the uh, yep, is the publisher. The and it's only like uh, twenty bucks or less than that. Uh, so, and you can only play this solo, or can, or can other people play as well? So you can only play it solo. Um, I think you could probably like if like I want to play with my wife. Uh, we could probably together play the game as almost like a cooperative experience, where like we're both playing as the final girl uh, and making decisions together on what we want to do, but. Um, yeah, so the base box, the the box in which you you need is called the core box, and that's going to come with all the the main cards that you'll need, the pieces that you need, all the basically everything that you're going to need for the game, except for the killer and the map. Now you can buy each oh. killer and map separately, and honestly, you if you don't play a ton of games, just buy one of them, uh, like the Camp Happy Trails and Hans. That's like your Jason map and Jason Killer. Just buy that one. And every single time you play that game, it's most likely going to be different. Uh, you'll Again, you'll understand his motivations, but uh, it's you just play that one, spend a total of $40, and you've got yourself a great solo game. Uh, and if you want to expand, buy, buy another film. You can try the huh. uh, the Dr. Fright and Maple Lake one, I think, or whatever it's called. And that's your uh, Freddy Krueger one. So you have to try to fight the killer through Dreamland. Uh, <laughs> It sounds pretty good. Hey, hey uh, Kev, this might be a good gift for Larry for his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's thinking that the, the Friday the 13th one for sure. Yeah. He might enjoy this. Yeah. Um, that's my number 11. It's a fantastic game. Man, these, uh, this whole board gaming thing, it's really evolved since Uncle Wiggly when I was a kid. Do you remember <laughs> Uncle Wiggly? This is a game. <laughs> that sounds like something you would find in your mom's drawer that you're not supposed to be looking into. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Pete, as a board game official, uh, you never heard of Uncle Wiggly? Um, we tried not to talk about him much because he said he would tell my mom. <laughs> oh, he said if I told my mom, my dog would die. <laughs> <laughs> I am so old. No, it's kind of like a rabbit, Uncle Wiggly, like Peter the Rabbit kind of situation. And you'd lead, uh, you try to get through this place with a rabbit, nothing. Nobody, <laughs> I'm, I'm so old. Yeah, that's, no. what he, that's what he told me, too. <laughs> the, the rabbit's going to go down in the hole. <laughs> that I'm going to put this rabbit in a place. All right, well, uh, let's go to number 10. 
All right, number 10, here we go. Let's do this. All right, number 10 <laughs> is a game called Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea. So this one was. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Kevin just played this one. This is like your big old, like, it's almost like Warcraft, the game, if you've ever played Warcraft. Not World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like Warcraft, the game, on the old PC. You've got, a, like, a faction of whatever fantasy uh, characters that you want to be. The orcs, humans, elves, all that fun stuff. Um, there's like 10 giving, different races or something like that, right? There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um but each each one of these uh comes with like a player board. Uh this is also by uh oh god, what is the name of this company? Uh Gameland Games, but uh basically each each person's going to get uh an army and then a player board and each player board's going to have uh different ways of upgrading it. And the idea of the game is to upgrade your player board, gain some resources, and try to take out the other person's army while also trying to protect your army, expand your army, all that fun stuff. Um, oh, God, it's, it's so it's so much fun. Yeah, this game is really fun, except when you play with Pete and he just somehow finds a way to finish the game in, like, two moves. And you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? I had barely started building any army, and I'm already, I've already lost. The game is over. Kevin <laughs> likes to just – he just likes to, like – coddle his army he just wants to, i want this big old nasty boy army and i want to do all the greatest things i'm going to take care of each i'm going to name them i'm going to name every single one of my boys my good good boys and then by the time he's gotten to his last boy to name i've already wiped out his other eight yeah. children he's like got a secret objective where he just has to poop in every toilet and he wins and it's like oh i didn't know that was a thing <laughs> what yeah, i'm a little confused by because yeah, at first I was going to say this sounds like Risk with like goblins and elves and shit. It is. It is uh, very much. Yeah. It has uh, Risk, risk uh, I guess, mechanisms almost. Uh, there's different ways of ending the game, but by the end of the game, all you have to do is just count up all these points that you've kind of earned throughout the game. But one of the ways to end the game is to, you know, try to defeat poop. somebody else's army. Poop in all the toilets. To, or to poop in every single toilet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's several ways of ending the game. But once once the game is ended, at that point, then uh, you just count up with the points uh, that you've gained throughout the game, and then whoever has the most points wins. Right. Really oh. great miniatures in this game. It it looks great. Pete painted all of them. It took forever, but they came out amazing. Yeah. Wow. I I never so I've never painted anything in my life. Um, and then I decided to take the task of painting. Oh man, that's probably about 120 miniatures. Uh, as my oh, first no. thing, I decided to paint, and uh, I would say they came out pretty, pretty happy with them. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's my uh, ten. It's a really good game. I don't know if you can find it anymore. It's fun. All right. Uh, it's probably like as much as a Nintendo Switch or more to buy the game, but no, uh, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't that expensive when I bought it. It was probably, uh, I, you know, I don't remember. It was definitely not. Uh, it's going for like forty bucks. Oh okay. Yeah. okay. Although I see another one for 145, another one for 80. So I don't know. It seems to be a wide range. <laughs> yeah, that's the board gaming world for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my number nine is a game. Oh, this is a newer one that actually just got not too long ago. Um, it's a game called Distilled. Uh, Distilled. You like yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah. a game about this one. Uh, you are distilling different spirits of alcohol. So from your vodkas to your rum and gin and all sorts of different. The uh, finest scotch. The finest <laughs> scotch. And you put it in the finest decanter and drink it for 50 
Um, this game is, I've never played a game like this, and I've played several games at this point, um, and this is the only game that I know that plays like this, but what you're doing is you're going to gain these cards that you're, uh, like ingredients cards, so you've got your water, your yeast, things that you would normally make alcohol with, and then different types of sugars, and depending on the sugars that you place into this, uh, uh, this deck of yours, um, will create, you know, specific drinks from, again, your gins, your vodkas, and all sorts of stuff. Um, and then you're going to take all those cards, so your alcohol, uh, your sugars, your yeast, your all, all that stuff, the water, and you're going to shuffle it all together, and then you're going to take, uh, your, and while that deck is face down, you're going to take the top card and the bottom card, and that acts as what is called the angel's share and the devil's take, which is our actual terminology used to make alcohol, so the angel's share is the stuff that's evaporated from kegs. The devil's take is what's usually seeped into wooden barrels and things of that nature. So very clever way of doing that inside of a game. Um, but then you're going to be making these drinks and then selling them on the market and then gaining money. And then, of course, at the end of the game, whoever has the most fun wins. But you're just going to be making all sorts of different drinks and hoping to God that when you remove specific cards, you're not removing cards that you need to make uh, your fancy drink. It's really neat. Yeah. It's like that paperclip game that Larry played on the phone for a while, I think, <laughs> but with alcohol, which makes it better. And uh, this is made by Paverson Games. Yeah, Paverson, or maybe Paverson. Paverson. Actually, I have you no might idea. Be right. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah. Um, and on Amazon, you can get one for uh, seventy-two bucks. Yep, the game's got a little bit more expensive than your Monopolies as well. And Uncle Wiggly. And Uncle Wiggly, actually, probably <laughs> at this point, Uncle Wiggly a little bit more expensive. Yeah. I, would imagine I feel like Uncle Wiggly to has Uncle to pay Wiggly. you to keep quiet. <laughs> I'm going to Google up Uncle Wiggly to see how much an Uncle Wiggly board oh game would be. That's yeah. Don't do that on a way to Hey, you can get a <laughs> Uncle yeah. Wiggly for uh, 20 bucks on eBay. About that. Hey! They're without batteries. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Distilled, uh, number eight. Yeah, number eight is a game called Raw. Uh, this is an auction game uh, based or thematically based in Egypt. Um, I don't really know where the theme is, uh, but it's really cool. Basically, what you're doing is there's going to be several tiles that are going to be placed in a bag, and uh, those tiles are things that everybody's trying to go after. So one person will be handed the bag, and they can uh, select you know, randomly choose a, uh, a tile out of that bag and place it out in the main board. And then uh, eventually uh, the, the game will be triggered in which everybody will have to begin an auction. And in front of everybody are some numbers that will be basically your like bidding chips. So you got like one to 13 and things like that. Um, and whoever has the highest number will take all of the, uh, the these special tiles that are placed out there. Uh, it's kind of like, it's got set collecting and things like that. I'm trying to think of a game that, if you want to think of Monopoly, obviously, if you've got... It all comes uh, back to that for me. I know. I'm trying to think of something that uh, everybody would kind of understand. <laughs> but if you have, like, Boardwalk... Like and, trouble. <laughs> no. Uh, but if you've, got, <laughs> if you've got, like, Boardwalk and whatever the other blue card is, obviously, that's going to be better for you. And that's like this game. So if you've got several okay. things of the same color or same type, the more of those tiles you have at the end of the game, the more points you're going to gain. So you're always trying uh, to like amethyst. Up and, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's it's oh god, the game is so unique. It's really hard to explain without actually seeing it or playing it. Uh, and honestly, I would probably play it before even wanting to see it. 
it's just it's a super super great game because when you're playing it it just oh, i don't know you just invoke raw i guess it, it is, sounds like a small one you should bring that one home with you boy kevin if it was only small let me tell you oh really <laughs> it just sounds like a couple tiles in a bag like <laughs> yeah no i got the deluxe edition so all the tiles are oh. actually chunky wooden pieces wow <laughs> it's like three jengas in one uh, apparently this is made by 25th Century Games and, uh, 50 bucks. On, uh, yeah. On, uh, yeah. So you can get the, uh, the, uh, the one that is just the cardboard pieces. It is only $50. I highly recommend this game. It's such a good game. Uh, it has been a blast every single time I've played it with anybody to which we've all just said, oh, let's play this again. And then, yeah, it's it, it, all hail it, raw. It's classified as a party game. Yeah, I can see that. Hey, how do you think the movie tonight would have been different if they played Raw instead of Would You Rather? <laughs> mm, I don't think Iris would have made it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number uh, seven. Yeah, number seven, let's see, is uh, a game called Res Arcana. I'm not going to talk about this one too, too much because this one's going to kind of fly over, I think everybody said, but basically, Res Arcana is... You want to spoil a, the ending. Yeah, uh, this one is a engine building resource management game basically you've got these cards uh, that, oh, that sounds know. awesome Gable, you still <laughs> hear me yeah yeah we still hear you okay, we still hear okay you. good 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 so uh basically you've got a bunch of cards in which you're going to be uh playing out in front of you and you're going to do actions that are represented on these cards to collect resources and you're going to be using these resources to play more cards it sounds so simple but uh, it's so satisfying. I just I, I love like contract fulfillments in games in which I need a bunch of stuff in order for me to do this one thing. So I'm always trying to go after like these kinds of games that are like engine building or uh, resource yes. management because I just really enjoy gaining things so I can get better things. If that makes any sense, hopefully. Yep. Agreed. I love those. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word <laughs> for it. Uh, oh, you love it. It's called Res Arcana. Right. Yep. And yes. And I don't know who this one's by. Um, Noble Knight Games, games. and Cardhaas uh, Games or something. I think. Mm, a joint uh, venture. No, th- those are places where you can buy it. Those are places yeah, where you can buy Sandcastle it. Sandcastle Games. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sandcastle Games. Correct. Uh, but yeah, fantastic game. That one's a pretty cheap game as well, so you don't have to get. Yeah, it. about thirty-five bucks somewhere around there. Yeah. Also, another game that I recommend for sure. I'm learning that the cheaper games are actually the better games, it sounds like. Yeah, I'm learning that a lot of games that are cheaper are pretty good, let me tell you. Um, The next game, Beyond the Sun. Beyond the Sun, number six, uh, another fantastic game. This is, I think, a newer game as well. It's basically like a tech tree. Uh, If you've ever played video games in which you've got tech trees like Civilization or what's off the top of my head. Back to Warcraft. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I guess kind of like Warcraft as well. Uh, You're going to be in order to do that really cool, like, or build that really powerful building, you need to have the prerequisites before that. Um, that's what this game is, and it does it in such a really cool and unique way in which, oh, God, I, again, this is another one, uh, it's hard to explain via podcast, but um, the board is laid out in front of everybody, and everybody has the same technologies, and you can see them, but unfortunately, unless you have those prerequisites, you cannot get those better ones, so you're always working towards getting the prerequisites so you can move this tech tree to gain the better stuff. Um, it, again, it's a really, really cool game. Uh, it kind of falls into the same uh, stuff of where I really like 
gaining resources in order to do better things. Um, really, really cool game. Rio Grande Games, about 65 bucks. Looking at yeah, it. honestly, just wait for a sale. I bought mine for I think forty dollars. I think during last year's like whatever the Amazon thing is called. Yeah, they describe it as collectively develop a tech tree to fuel new discoveries and colonize space. Yes, kind of like Starfall. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Now, well, I mean, it's a space <laughs> game, so I guess yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of tech tree though. You choose like which one you want to go down. You want to go down like the science route or the. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, my number five is a game called Everdell. This was number one in 2020, from what I uh, from what I heard. Um, but basically, this is what is called a worker placement game. Again, we're falling into that same category in which you're collecting resources in order for you to play cards, and those cards obviously will cost you resources. But one of the cool things in this game is a lot of the cards that you're going to be gathering and uh, gaining throughout the game can be played for free as long as you have a card that matches that type. So, like, a perfect example. In order for me to play a library and I can pay a bunch of resources. However, if I've already built the library, I can play the librarian for free. So it's this, like, balance of, hey, I want to build this thing so I can play these cards for free and so I can use these resources to build more structures. Again, I could play these, like, people for free, but beneficial for you to keep those resources for uh a, a, a maybe a better building or more points later on. It's a fantastic game. This one's by Starling Games. Uh, you can definitely find this one for cheaper on Amazon. I would definitely wait for some those uh, those deals. Uh, About sixty Amazon, bucks. Sixty bucks yeah. on Amazon. And the the official description here on I'm on some website called uh, BoardGameGeek.com. Oh, oh yeah, I'm aware of it. <laughs> you found the good stuff. And they describe it as gather resources, develop a harmonious village of woodland critters and structures. There it is. Yeah. It's, the best, it's the best description. Yeah, uh, Board Game Geek's uh, absolutely the best website that there is for board gaming. So if anybody's interested in this stuff, I would definitely look it up in first so you can kind of get a good uh, gauge of what that game might be about or if it Yeah, Everdell, it's uh, the table presence, honestly. Uh, there's a big old tree. It literally sits in the middle of the table. It's a, it's a, a big old stand-up. It stands up on the tree. It's a th- really cool, like, 3D uh, effect to the game. That's awesome. great. Oh. Uh, Everdell is a beautiful game. Love it. All um, right. Number four is a new game that's a pretty hot game right now called uh, Arc Nova. It's by Capstone Games. Arc Nova mm-hmm. is a game in which, like, Zoo Tycoon, you know, that old fun PC game. Oh, oh, Basically, yeah. that's what this is. Um, I love, I love this game. I love it so hard. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the few games that I've played recently in which I thought about, like, after playing. Like, I would go to bed, I'm like, man, this is, wow. <laughs> Pokemon Puzzle is a board game. Yeah, exactly. The Tetris, the Tetris, uh, style. But yeah, it's such a, speaking of Tetris, I mean, that's what you're doing is you're putting these little, like, uh, these little, like, habitats inside of your zoo. And then you'll be placing animals inside of the zoo as well. And then you're trying to find sponsors that will help fund your zoo while also trying to pay attention to the conservation of your zoo. It's such a fantastic and fascinating game. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's great. I love it. Ark loves it. Yeah. And it's, Ark is A-R-K, like, uh, yes. Noah's Ark there. 
Yeah, plan and build a modern scientifically managed zoo to support conservation projects. Are there monkeys in our mon- <laughs> There are so many animals in this game, but yes, there are monkeys for sure. All right, well, yeah, that's all it. Phil cares about. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I really care about. This is another about 60 bucks you're looking for in uh, this year's game. It's pretty good, honestly. I would say that uh, $60 for Ark Nova. There's a lot of stuff. They've crammed so many. I mean, like three or 400 cards in the game. Tons of pieces, tons of just a lot of great stuff in there. And monkeys. Uh, and monkeys. At least at least three that I can think of. That's all you need. They didn't even have the dick nose monkey in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a little bit of dick nose monkey. Uh, number three. Uh, number three is uh, basically Indiana Jones in a box. It's a game hey. called Lost Ruins of Arnak. Uh, like the good it. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Basically, this is a fantastic, like, uh, worker placement slash deck building game in which you are going out into the jungle, fighting these crazy monsters. Again, gaining resources. You gotta, the game on my list, you gotta gain them resources. Um, so you're gonna be gaining these resources to move up this research track. And the research track is where a lot of these points are at. And, uh, it's super thematic because you can't really go up this research track too fast because you need to, I guess research. You're looking for resources, and the more resources you have, the more you research. Um, it's such a fantastic game. I love this game so much. Every time I play it, I love just killing monsters. Sometimes monsters will give you fear, so you're trying to balance out the amount of fear that you have to the amount of resources, to the amount of items. Um, you can get a dog. Dogs are cool. <laughs> fantastic game. Such a such a cool game. This is a big cat show. Cat and monkey show. We're not really a dog. <laughs> oh, I love cats. There's definitely a cat in the game too. All right, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we got yeah. three cats. So we also played Monster cats. Hunter. I love Monster Hunter. Yeah. Well, what, what was the name of this game again? Say it again. Uh, this one's called Lost Runs of Arnak. It's by CGE Games. Probably about sixty bucks as well. I bet. Oh. Imagine. These are all pretty reasonable. Uh, uh forty bucks actually. Forty bucks. Oh my god, that's a steal. Definitely, if it's dog. I don't care if you're just buy it. If you don't like board games, buy it anyways. I don't care how many punks you got to jerk off under the Queensboro Bridge to get that 40 bucks. You do it. Uh, yeah, Amazon's got it at 40 bucks. Uh, oh, that's a great that's a great deal. I mean, the components in this game uh, are almost like upgraded components. I mean, everything's beautiful in the game. It's great. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Lost Runs of Arnak. Highly recommend. Uh, number two. Is a game. It's been out for a little while. It's a game called Seven Wonders. Uh, you can find this at Target for pretty cheap. You can find it at Walmart, I think, in most places. Definitely on Amazon, of course. Um, this one's by Repos, I believe. Um, fantastic game. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like Civ games. I love being these different uh, civilizations. And basically, in this game, you're going to be given one of the cities that normally would house one of these wonders. So Egypt or uh, Giza, really. Uh, with the pyramids, or you can uh, be Halicarnassus. You can be all sorts of different cities, and it's a drafting game in which you're going to be drafting these cards, and uh, all these cards kind of play off of each other that will let you activate other cards that you'll be able to play later on, and whoever has the greatest wonder in the greatest city uh, at the end of the game will, of course, win, but the game is so snappy. It's really, really quick. It's probably about 20, 30 minutes. If you know what you're doing, and if everybody knows how to play the game. I mean, easily a 20-minute game. Super quick. You can play up to seven players. I I love this game so much. It's a fantastic game. 
It usually it's a half hour of explaining the rules of the game and then like twenty minutes <laughs> of the game itself. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty quick at teaching several yeah. I can probably do Yeah, you sure are. Oh, forty five bucks on Amazon. Seven That's a good I honestly I'd I would still probably grab Lost Ruins of Arnak over Seven Wonders at that price. Seven Wonders has got some good components, but you know, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Alright, now we're up to number one. This is it. Number one. Moment. This is my number one game, and I don't think anything will beat this. This is the most fun oh. I've ever had in playing a game. And I want, I still want to bring this home with me when I come out and visit. Uh, I want to bring this everywhere. If I had a purse and I can shrink <laughs> it, in the purse, I would have it in my purse always. And it's a game called Cosmic Encounter. I don't even like sci-fi that much, but this is a sci-fi <laughs> game. This is the oldest game on my list. This came out originally in the 70s. Wow. Um, this is a party style game. It's by, uh, the newest version is by Final, uh, for Final Fantasy, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Um, this is the nicest version as well, with it being, again, relatively pretty cheap. But everybody's given an alien, and every alien around the table can do something different. Um, it kind of breaks the rules of the game. But the, the game is very simple. Everybody has uh, an alien, and in front of them they have five planets, and on each planet they have four ships, giving them a total of 20 ships. All they have to do is occupy five other planets. So simply just place your ships um, and target, basically you're targeting other people's planets and placing your ships if you win uh, battles on other people's planets. Once you have done that on five other planets, you win the game. But the way that the game is broken is by these aliens, and it's it's literally the most fun I've ever played or I've ever had while playing a game. Um, it's just joy, pure joy. Um, <laughs> pure the joy. The first time I played it, it there was a card. It's great. Uh, there's a card in the game in which, because when you're, when you're fighting other planets, um, you, you might be given different cards or different rewards and things of that nature. And uh, the cards are always hidden, so you, you don't know what everybody's got. So um, sometimes some of the cards can be big, powerful effects, while other cards will just be, you know, attack modifiers of other people's planets. Uh, but the first time I played this, uh, my buddy had a card that literally just let them cheat. They just cheat. He had no idea <laughs> that he had the card, but it let him legally cheat throughout the game. And if you ever caught him, uh, they would be able to cheat just slightly easier. But now everybody knows he's got that cheat card. Um, and then I played this again with my wife, Carol, and she then had that cheat card. And I had no idea. And I knew that card now existed in the game, and I still had no idea. And she was just cheating. <laughs> It was, I've, I've never, again, I've never had so much fun. This is such a blast of a game to play. Ah, I love it. It's a fantastic game. Co- Cosmic Encounter. Yes. Cosmic and Encounter. did you just get this one recently? I think I got it last, probably toward the end of last year. Okay. Um, and I know it's a newer game. I've known of the game for a while, and I've never really wanted to jump on it. And then at some point, I don't know what it was. Oh, it's because uh, we were going to go to – oh, I was, I was actually going to go to that party with my buddy who was playing. He had six people coming over, and there's very few games that play really well at six people. Um, so yeah. I, I was like, you know, I'll just get Cosmic Encounter. plays really well at six. So I did, and I don't regret a single moment. That literally is – it's my favorite game. I hey, next game. next time you got one of them parties, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to do your business, but maybe uh... – Pick up an Uncle Wiggly. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Wiggly's uh, known for having uh, a good time at six people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> party game. But this uh, cosmic encounter <laughs> holes <laughs> normally seventy bucks on Amazon right now and get it for fifty five ninety nine. So strike while the iron's hot. Get in there, get it for fifty five. Honestly, you could probably find it for even cheaper. Go to eBay or anything like that. I think I got my copy for. I bet this game yeah, was proof of the cosmic code. Yeah. <laughs> This is the 42nd anniversary edition of Cosmic yep. Encounter. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, there's a lot of different box covers, it looks like. Must be yeah, a lot of different a lot of expansions. Um, oh, okay. A bunch of different expansions that have come out that introduce, you know, different things. Uh, I, I, really like old, I am older than Cosmic Encounter. <laughs> that makes me sad. Yeah, as it should. <laughs> well, there it is. Pete's top 11 board games of all time. I got to tell you, Pete, I learned a lot uh, because uh, apparently games today are all about resources. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And tracks. A lot of them. Yeah. I had no idea. Tracks, all kind of stuff that has to be tracked. Because yeah. when I was a lad, they were about little bunny rabbits going through a maze and you got to get them back to where they need to go. There was a game else. that I almost put on the list. About bunny rabbits called Bunny Kingdom. Oh, Bunny Kingdom! Wow. Right, the best part is no resources in that game. It's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, uh, Kev. What are, do you have favorite board games, Kev? Um, man, I should. Um, yeah. When I think back to my childhood, I, I Trivial Pursuit. I memorized all the Trivial Pursuit questions. I love Trivial Pursuit. Um, <laughs> Cheat at it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one I, I used to play with? Hey, what, what about, did you ever get into, like, Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of stuff? There's I've never played that. We used to play a game called Monster of the Week. Uh, it was very similar, but it was, like, a more modern day. We actually set it in the 80s, and Pete was, like, the dungeon master of that type of thing. And it was oh. me and Nick and Scooch. Uh, we were the players. <laughs> that was a lot of Kay. fun. Uh, it, Kev, if you had to pick uh, a specific scenario that I put you all through, what was what? I was curious, and I wanted to ask Nick and Scooch this as well. What would be oh, your yeah. favorite? Oh man, I think the best was the Grandma Jank one, where we were at yeah. Grandma Jank's house, and then we didn't realize it till later on. Yeah, so so basically, the way I did this is every single time. So again, Kevin mentioned I was a dungeon master, and basically what what I would do is I would always incorporate something that people knew but they wouldn't know at the time of playing. So perfect example would be, uh, hey, they all had to do a mission in which it was in this neighborhood somewhere on the street. And throughout the entire neighborhood, they keep running into these random, like, weird monsters. And they start to pick up on the fact that each monster was something that reminded them of Sesame Street. And then they realized very quickly that they weren't on just some random street. They were fighting monsters or Muppets on Sesame Street. Oh, yep. There you go. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it was it was very fun always trying to come up with a different way. Or I think the very first scenario. It was a Beauty and the Beast to, one? Yeah. They had to go through yeah. an enchanted castle, and they didn't know what they were fighting until uh, some of the inanimate objects started actually coming alive. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, are we in Beauty and the Beast? I'm like, you sure are. <laughs> yeah, look. We used to play a video game called Dead by Daylight where you have to go around fixing generators to uh, get out. And uh, that was one of the scenarios we had to, we were at some like lake and it was kind of, you know, Friday the 13th style, but it was dead by daylight. Yeah. Look at all these wonderful jank family memories that you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Kevin saved our grandpa. 
<laughs> I tried to kill him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Give us the rusty. <laughs> One of the great things was, uh, Mike Dell, you'll appreciate this because it's a Scooch story. But uh, Scooch was like his backstory was he's, he's pretty much like the Punisher. Like his family was killed. Now he's out for revenge on whatever killed his family. And he's just killing his way to, to find, the, you know, the killers of his, his parents or whatever. And, uh, so we get to, there's one that's like a haunted house or something, I think. And, uh, we're doing a Ouija board to talk to the spirit and the spirit starts talking about his parents and like what happened to them. And it's like, Oh shit, we're going to get some answers. We're going to finally find out what happened. And Scooch just like smashes the floor and like smashes the board. And he's just like, fuck this. Wow. <laughs> it just ruins any, any chance that we would ever find out what happened. So the Kevin. <laughs> Kevin had to like write on the ground, uh, and like lipstick or a marker, like a brand new Ouija board on the ground. And then Scooch ruined that as well. I was like, I don't know what else he wants from me <laughs> to make this stupid scenario for him to work. This big scenario. <laughs> Man, that's Scooch. That is totally Scooch. That is, that is so Scooch. That's totally Scooch. One time he just decided he had a, he brought a backpack full of beer. <laughs> like he didn't mention you had that, but he's like, "Well, I did." <laughs> I gave one of the kids some beer. Where'd you find the beer for my backpack? What? <laughs> wow, look at that, Scooch. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- all the games I played were very uh, simple, though. Like, I remember Operation. Yeah, they be very it, simple. Yeah. I said this game. It was like, uh, like you. It was a billboard. And like you would, it was motorized, and you would feed it like fake food. It was like a big fat guy on a billboard, and then, like yeah. once, you, once you fed it enough, like it would spit the food back. Out. <laughs> and if you got, if you were the one who fed him that one, like you lost. Oh, hey, I had two other games uh, as a kid. I liked uh, one was about Bigfoot, and there was like this plastic Bigfoot, and he had little uh, these little plastic discs stuck up inside the Bigfoot, and you moved them around, and he'd like stomp, and if he landed on your uh, marker, your play marker there. Sometimes there'd be a footprint, and sometimes oh. it'd be a, a plain disc. But if he landed on you and it was a footprint, you got squashed and you're out. I feel like I've heard or at least seen this game. It's somewhere yeah. when I was a kid. This sounds so familiar. Yeah, it's pretty oh, great. And then there's another one called I Vunt to Bite Your Finger, and it had like this <laughs> giant Dracula guy standing up his plastic Dracula, and every once in a while you'd have to stick your finger in his mouth and and like push down on his head or something. And... uh <laughs> Occasionally he would bite you, and sometimes he wouldn't. But if he bit you, he'd leave like they're like these two mark. red markers. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know <laughs> of this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to bite your finger, and if he bit you, you lost. You know, but uh, yeah, those are pretty great. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've actually heard of that one. I heard the markers actually uh, had because they had to keep them uh, moist enough to last yeah. the whole game because obviously it dried out. So for whatever reason, they had some kind of a chemical inside the ink that was actually kind of poisonous. <laughs> oh, so they no. had to take that game off the market. <laughs> that explains a lot. Paint. That explains a lot. <laughs> All these years later, I finally figured it out why I ended up and the, the way I did. Like, break the skin so it gets into your bloodstream easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I never played this game, but a game that I know, I remember my uncles used to play a lot. Uh, it was called Axis and Allies. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That seemed to be like one of the first real, like, uh, big a- advanced games to come game. along, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's still a pretty big game. That was, uh, that was like, I think the answer to risk. Cause, uh, I yeah. guess at some point somebody had broken the game risk because you could just take Australia and never leave. So that means <laughs> yeah. nobody would ever <laughs> take Australia. So, uh, yeah, Axis and Allies, I heard was like basically that, uh, Hey, you want to play a better game? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> it's going to be war too. Don't you worry. Come on up. Come on. We're going to, we're going to play. It was, uh, but yeah, that was like the answer to that, I believe. You know what's and, uh, a really fun game that Pete's got is Code Names. I love Code Names. That's a great game. Is is that how you came up with Scooch? Nope, <laughs> that one just happened. I, honestly, I'm. I just told him. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I'm pretty sure I just told him to Scooch over. Yeah, and then it just stuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For all these years. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of any other. Also, when I was a kid, like eight or nine or something, there was something called uh, crossbows and catapults. Yep. Yeah, that's that, a that fantastic one. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, did you I have, have Omega Virus? Omega Virus. Don't or know Dark Omega Towers. Yeah, don't know that one either. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, Fireball Island. Yeah. I've heard of that. Never played it. Okay. I'm trying that's to think of Tornado Alley. Remember Tornado that Alley. That was the 90s hey. one. But yeah, can we all agree that shoots and ladders fucking sucked? Can we yes. all disagree on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Most of those games where you're just rolling a die to see how many spaces you go, they're really not that good. Well, that's like a shot right at Uncle Wiggly. Holy <laughs> hell. <laughs> right in his rabbit hole. <laughs> that's what, I, think, I think Uncle Wiggly may have had a spinner, though. I don't know if he had dice. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's like Candyland. Candyland, there's literally yeah. no decision-making. You just yeah. literally flip over a card, and you do what the card tells you. That's basically Uncle Wiggly. It was very Candyland-esque. That was yeah. most games throughout, like, the 80s. Like, I had a Ninja Turtle game where it's like, all right, Ninja Turtles, but you're just, just, you just roll the dice, basically. That's hey. all there was to it. There's also a, a Spider-Man game when I was a kid. It was on this big uh, yellow, uh, like plastic, like a octagon-shaped board, and it had all these little pegs in it. And you had a plastic Spider-Man with like string that came out of the base, and you had to like go around this board and try and uh, like uh, ensnare villains. Like you had huh. to go to each of these pegs. So you wrap the string around them. Yeah, and you oh, kind of wow. catch. It was interesting. It sounds like that the dot game from like school time. You just make a bunch of dots on a piece <laughs> yeah. of like, uh, oh god, it's like notebook paper. You make a bunch of dots and then you're always like trying to make these squares and, you know, put lines in between the squares and then you oh. would initial it. But you're always like encasing oh, yeah. these little, uh, uh, these dots, I guess. And then you put your initial I'm in. Playing that on like, uh, yeah, like restaurant menus. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Spider-Man, the octagon. I yeah. used to have this cool X-Men game that had, like, 28 different uh, little figurines of different X-Men characters. Wow. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that amazing. Cool. Yeah, I loved it. Wish I still had all of them. I'd probably paint them nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Make them look real cool. But I think most yeah. of them broke off their little stands. Like, they, their feet just broke off. So it's like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying Take to care. look up this Spider-Man game, but uh, I don't know if I'll be able to Google it too well. Let's see. Uh... Anything's happening. Ah, shit. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. All oh, right. What's a really fun game that me and Pete used to play a bunch was Pixel Tactics, the Mega Man version. Yeah. Oh, such a great game. Yeah, it's basically. It's like a hard game, but it's great. Yeah, each one of them had, like, different robot masters from, like, the old NES games. But then there was also, of course, like, Mega Man and Proto Man. But uh, you're putting them in this grid, and each one of them does something 
pretty thematically to like the game, which was pretty unique, but yeah, that's super cool. I really like that game. That was a lot of depending fun. Depending on like what position you played them in, like it would change what they could do. Like depending on what row you put them in, there's be basically be three rows and whatever row you put it in gave it different abilities. Oh shit, I found that Spider-Man game. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh Did the string also give you cancer? <laughs> I hope not. It's from a 1979 web spinning action game, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and you had little plastic villains. Like, there's a little plastic rhino and green goblin and lizard. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. How about that? You can still get it on I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah, eBay's got everything. It's a dangerous I'm get, like, one of the, or three of those games just so I have three of the Spider-Men and I can have them point at each other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be yours for $65 on eBay. I don't want it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the string always getting tangled up and shit. But, uh... Yeah, this looks so old. <laughs> you can yeah. just tell from the board, like, oh, Jesus, this is old. Say, you're saying I'm older, though, because I'm older than that <laughs> fucking game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is, uh, Pete's uh, top board games. Thank you, Pete. Well done. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, excellent job. Um is there anything else to discuss here? Are we done here for this evening, Jack? Did you uh, have anything? Uh, well, I guess I had some other stuff I wanted to bring up. Um, I went on an adventure today, I guess, uh, of sorts. Um, right. I think I'm starting to look for, I don't know if I'm actually going to go through with it, but I'm starting to look at other apartments. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. I might be trying to get out of this place I'm in now. <laughs> you, do you want to get in one of them uh, swinging singles places? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that for the lady to show up to, to greet yeah. you. Yeah. Have your own private I'm... Mr. Wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, this place, they I still have this flood damage from a couple months ago where the roof was leaking that they haven't done anything about. I don't think they're ever going to do anything about, so, I don't know. It might just I'm be time to the get rough. out of Yeah, so I went to look at a place today over in Westmont. Um, which I didn't really know where that was, but it turns out it's right by that home run in that we used to go to and uh Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. Yeah, the movie theater where like you can actually go in and order like full on meals and stuff. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's <laughs> and uh Do you think they have uh, beef quesadillas? A... Do they have beef quesadillas at that? Can only hope. <laughs> you can see the nostalgia critic all the time. Yeah. I know they have the Kevin Bacon lettuce and tomato sandwich. Like, all the things are named after, like, actors or uh, movies and stuff like that. Of course. <laughs> but there's also a uh, Long John Silver's there, so I was able to get that <laughs> for the first time in five years because they closed all of them by me. So I'm like, oh, man. You went there by choice? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about something worse than the uh, Dracula marker ink? It's uh, Long John Silver's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm doing all right afterwards. <laughs> no incidences. <laughs> He's winking right now. He's winking. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Wow. That might tempt me to go over there. But, I mean, it's a lot. It's probably like $600 more than I'm paying now. What? I don't know. (laughs) That's That's quite a bit. Yeah, Uh, everything's so expensive. And, like, they have all this, like, nice amenities. Like, oh, we got a pool and, like, uh, we got these, these, you can't, also, like, the place I'm in now, you can't have a grill on your balcony or anything like that. So they're like, we have this grill here that, you know, you can come use. It's like, I don't want a grill a around. Communal grill? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be around people at all. 
Yeah. <laughs> Gross. It's not good. Yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of a waste, but yeah, so I'm going to look at some more tomorrow. I got like two appointments tomorrow. Wow. Um, one's in like Hinsdale and one's over at Alsip, which I don't know that I want to live in Alsip, but. <laughs> nope. Not the best of areas. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's a pretty cool name though. Alsip. Yeah. Our dad Alsip. used to play softball there, so uh, we used to spend a lot of time there. But that area wasn't too bad, but I think most of Alsip pretty dumpy. Yep. Yeah. Dumpy. But there's a couple in Lamont I was looking at online today, so I'm going to try I tried reaching out to them. Hopefully they they'll get back to me. Cuz I'll look maybe. for some places over here for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, sounds um, good. Maybe if uh, you can't have enough money to afford that rent, you could uh, meet a sadistic aristocrat. You know? Oh. <laughs> and he could invite you to dinner. And then uh things will happen. Do. I don't need all my teeth. Just let me keep one. <laughs> so you can nibble. Old oh, Chompy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, what, what other adventures was my are you adventure. having, Kev? Um, well, that's really it for the adventures. Um, but there's one other thing. I've been thinking it's finally time for, for me to get a tattoo. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Some big Wait, changes. That's, that's a huge thing. You with that. <laughs> I saved it for the big closing. Wait, is this legit? You're this isn't like a bit you're doing. You really want to get a tattoo? Yeah, I think I think I do. The problem is I don't know what to get, <laughs> so that's the issue I'm having. Well, um, but but I, why do you want to get a tattoo? I don't know. It just feels like something I should do finally. You want to? Look I've always tough? kind of thought about it, but you know, I don't know. It seems like the time is right <laughs> to finally go through with it. Huh. So I'm looking for suggestions. Let, let me check with Pete real quick. Pete, does this sound like Kev to you? No, but I'm very excited. I'm hoping he goes, and I hate to bring this up, but I'm really hoping he gets a little picture of Mr. Wiggly. <laughs> no, no, Pete, do you have a tattoo? Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got a few. A few? I feel like, yeah. who was it? Was it Lori was first, and then I feel like it was probably me? <laughs> I thought yours predated Lori's. Oh, Wait, maybe. the whole the whole jank family is inked. <laughs> no, there was a, there was a stigma. Uh, I I, I yeah, feel like I had true. to break the stigma very mm-hmm. very early on because I didn't like how everybody did things, so I would just try to go against the grain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. what what was your how old were you and what was your first tattoo? Oh God, I was probably eight. Ooh, yeah, eighteen, easily eighteen. Um, definitely pretty some, glories up here. <laughs> Tribal was my first Tribal. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I went down that route. It was the and mid-2000s. You know it was the style at the time. Still don't even regret it. I feel like there's wow. so many people who, be, yeah. who come up to me That's and are like, good. what tribe are you in? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's a um, yeah, But then, yeah, I got, I got, some, I got a, a little bit of tribal. <laughs> the Wiggly tribe. The, yeah, I'm going to say that from now on. Have you heard of uh, <laughs> my Wiggly? Uncle? <laughs> uh so all right so what was the second tattoo uh i think that was oh i got a uh, i'm not gonna go into like full backstory but i got a, a cold yeah. noose on my back so that's neat <laughs> wait 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 what, what do you have on your Light back life. oh it's a noose it's a noose that's disturbing yeah it's a fun one and then i also have <laughs> nine i got nine tallies on my left shoulder which it's probably All one of my favorites because I love 
when people come up to me and say, what does nine stand for? And then I usually respond with, you want to be number 10? Like, oh, so my you, favorite thing. you just mean like little straight lines with another line through the phone? That's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Victor Zaz from uh, Batman. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How about that? Now, are those all the tattoos? Yes. Yep. I got some, wow. a couple of different things of tribal, some tallies and a noose. And I, I know that I want to, I don't know. My wife is talking. And I, I kind of want to get it like a cool retro sleeves somewhat, but I don't know. I feel like I'm almost like maybe done. Do you have tattoos? You got any crazy wacky tattoos? No, I mean, you probably think yeah, I do because I'm so rugged and I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I like cats. Uh-huh. And I talk about Uncle Wiggly. You're like, oh, this guy's got tattoos. <laughs> no, I do not have any tattoos. Do you uh, have a secret one that says Philly somewhere on you? <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. <laughs> okay. I was just asking. I have to ask these uh, questions. I, I have considered. Uh, I, if I had to get a tattoo, I'd either get a Quebec Nordique logo on my shoulder, or uh, maybe uh, my beloved uh, departed cat uh, reading a book. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Know it was yeah, his favorite we, pastime. <laughs> he, liked, he liked to read like German that. textbooks for some reason, and uh, <laughs> that's what he would do. But, yeah, I don't uh. think I'll be getting any tattoos. So, Kev, um, where would you get the tattoo? Great question. Uh, that's also a good question. I guess probably yeah. the arm <laughs> which one like it's important where i could oh i didn't know there was, was like the earring thing where one of the sides <laughs> makes you <laughs> I, uh, I would probably carefully. get i would probably get mine on my left shoulder i think your left arm arm but i think this is a good one whichever that one is i'll do that <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know the difference either is there a significance mm. to which arm there pete no Welcome to my ruse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that we both used the word ruse uh, simultaneously. Yeah, like that. that was pretty yeah. nice. It's very good. Uh, so, uh, Kev, yeah, get it on your arm probably or your ass. Those are the two choices you have. <laughs> yeah. Arm or ass. <laughs> now, like what, uh, Pete, if you could put a tattoo on Kev, what, what do you, what would you choose? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll try not to be goofy. I can definitely go down that rabbit hole. No pun intended there with Mr. Wiggly. Mr. Wiggly, yeah. Um, that's that's doing the running pro- now. now. It could be a couple different directions. If it's going to go in a place, we can go the nerdy route. You know, you can go your Marvel way. You can even go old yeah. school, like like video games, uh, maybe yeah, like Mega Man or something of, like that. That was one of the things I was thinking of, is maybe like a Proto-Man helmet. Yeah. A Proto-Man helmet. <laughs> I could also yeah. see him going like I four. I don't, I don't know who Proto Man is. Look this oh, he's, he's Mega Man's brother. Mega Man. He's trying to that. Isn't there. <laughs> I, I played the original Mega Man, and that's about it. That's, that's a good game. Oh. But you should have you should have kept going. Number two is the best. Yeah, one. two is the best. Yeah, you peaked there, but they're still great after that. God, I fucking love two. I play like <laughs> game, beat that game, and still be so happy every single time I play. Oh. Yeah. Proto Man. Yeah, I've never seen Nintendo Man. I googled up the Proto Man. I've never seen him before in my life. Um, yeah, I can see Kevin probably doing Proto Man. Definitely. Um, let, let, let's get you something tougher than that. You know, something where people <laughs> see it, they'll be like, "I'm not fucking with this guy." You know, let's get well, oh. runner. I'm sure that would be you know very tough and would totally get me all kind of street cred. Would be the uh, robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> you do love that robot so fast. 
You do love that robot. <laughs> I do. God, he is. One of my so favorite hard. characters of all time. Uh, I'm trying to think what else you could get there, Kev. Um, hmm. Yeah. It, it, I, I think comic yeah, book related right away. Uh, <laughs> There's so many things I just don't know. Well, here's the thing. So the big thing that everybody says is it's almost like Pringles. Once you pop the fun, don't stop kind of thing. And yeah. I've heard <laughs> I've heard that. And, and my, that might be the case for you. And if that's the case, then you could just get buck wild. Do the proto man. You know, who's going to stop you? After that, do something else. Just you can keep go, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, princey ponies, whatever they're called. I can't hey, remember. How, how about a so mer people? Yeah. Yeah. Mer people. <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, of, oh, Jank. I got it. I got it. I got American it. American uh, traditional mermaid. American traditional Columbo. Do a Columbo. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Peter Falk yeah. smoking a cigar. <laughs> there you go. He's telling me a story. Columbo, where he's got the glass eye out. <laughs> Just an eye socket. Uh, that's not bad. Columbo tattoo. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I only like it Maybe if he was reading to Red, Fred Savage. That's all I want him to do for me. <laughs> hey, hey, Pete, do you remember that TV show, Ink Masters? Ink yeah, Masters? yeah, yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It. We just we watched a whole bunch of it not too long ago. I don't think I watched it when I when it first came out, but I definitely watched a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> Nobody does. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I watched like the first three or four seasons. I was way into it. Loved it. Yeah, uh, that's good. I think that's basically where I stopped. It was like maybe four, maybe four or five. Yeah, I tried the new one where they had one of the good Charlotte guys like hosting. It's like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Really when when Dave Navarro is an upgrade, like, wow, because you never hear someone say, wow, I miss Dave Navarro. But now yeah. you do. You hear that all the time. People watch Nick Master. Um, you should just get a tattoo of Dave Navarro. <laughs> do like an Inception thing, like you getting a tattoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I like that. that be awesome. <laughs> God, you can go so many directions, especially you, because at this point you're not even like young and trying to figure yourself out. Now you're like <laughs> you're, you're old and giving up. up. <laughs> yeah, I should probably just get my like birth date tattooed on me so I don't forget it. And a barcode, <laughs> your, your address. Yeah. But then you move, yeah. so you have to get it again. <laughs> you have to Look at this cool tattoo I got. It says "Do not resuscitate." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. Yeah. Kev with a tattoo. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking maybe a kunai with chain. <laughs> there you go. Serenity. That would look cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. And that's you understandable. <laughs> yeah. So, like, are you have, like, a deadline where you want to make this decision? Or are you just, you're just beginning the process now? Or Yeah, I'm kind of just in the scouting out phase for now. Um just trying to work on some ideas, kind of you know, brainstorm, I guess. Well, you, um, I think you, you should get a deadline. Get a have deadline, you, and that way you just – on that day, you have to get it. doesn't even matter. You're like, <laughs> oh, God, I guess I'm getting pro <laughs> oh, First thing I, I see. <laughs> <laughs> have to do it by uh, July 1st, right? Oh, oh that person's ooh. eating Wingstop. I'm getting a Wingstop tattoo. Have you, like, <laughs> have you researched uh, tattoo parlors in your area or anything? Uh, no, I know somebody who knows a bunch of different tattooers who I think could point me in the right direction, depending on, you know, what I decided to get. 
Like, how I'm, do you know people that know tattooers? Where, <laughs> what kind of crowd are Kevin you? Kevin goes hard. Out? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I know people that know librarians. He knows people that know <laughs> tattoo artists. <laughs> what is going on here? Hey, uh, here's a tip for you, though. I learned all this by watching the Ink Masters. When, you, when you're scouting out a tattoo parlor, well, one thing you got to keep an eye on, hepatitis. You want to be careful about the hepatitis. Don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's good true. advice. I think that's good advice for anywhere. If I go to the grocery store, I'm also trying to avoid hepatitis. (laughs) That's that's all I know from years of watching Ink Masters. Look out for that. Get away from me. They ever said that on Ink Master. They probably should have, but (laughs) they were just like, get in the chair. We got six hours. And I've got some hepatitis to spread. (laughs) I hear you have hepatitis A, C, and D. You want B? I'll give it to you right now. Yeah, <laughs> with this tattoo of a stormtrooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we might as well keep the theme going. You might as well get Uncle Wiggly on your shoulder, you know, because once you see a picture of him, you're going to be enamored with Uncle Wiggly. He's like a bunny in a suit. You understand? Yeah, so it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be even more scared now. This bunny's putting on the wrist. <laughs> he's very, he's very classy. He eats his carrots with his pinky extended. So uh, I like to right. extend my pinky, but not all the way up. I just want a little bit of pinky extension if I ever do so. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to show off. All no. right. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll think about this, Jank. You know, um, yeah. I'm sure we'll Come have to consult Larry. I'm sure Tuffy will have some thoughts on this when he's here next week. We can uh, talk to Tuffy about it. Um I'll probably yeah. just want me to get the state of Michigan tattooed on me. I'm like, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Fucking toughy. You know? um, all right. Any Anything else uh, to mention here, Jank, before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's about it. That's all I got. All right. Well, we got to thank Pete. Pete, well done, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're hey, awesome. hey, hey, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Thank you for having uh, me on. This has been what, a lot of fun. What else can we, uh, again, uh, what's the game thing? Uh, GBF Games? Yeah, GBF like Games is, uh, and then a lot of my games are on the Game Crafter. You'll find a lot of that stuff on Board Game Geek as well. Again, all that information's on there and YouTube. Now, and Now, you're saying Gaming Crafter real quick, like everyone knows what that is. I don't, I have no idea what that is. Is it, is that like an Etsy or something for games and like? It's a print on demand service in which a lot of like indie designers like myself can utilize. And basically we upload our games to the Game Crafter. And then they take our uploads and then they print it out. So usually if you're going to purchase a game through the Game Crafter, it's going to take a little bit longer because they're printing the whole thing out for you. It's not like something they just pull off the shelf like a jar of pickles. It's yeah. something they have to make right there on uh, at their site. But uh, it's usually about three. It uh, depends on how busy. I was going to say sometimes it could be literally a week uh, to a couple of weeks. But, um, but yeah, no, it's a great, great quality components, great quality just printing in general um but yeah the game crafter is different pieces like different uh different dice like those rocket dice you have for starfall like there's all yeah. kind of weird components you can get yeah they got uh, all sorts of really cool stuff and all sorts of really neat games but yeah the game crafter is really great and that's where i have all of my games so is that just, just gamecrafter.com i take it yes the it's the gamecrafter.com the so. game, like the ed the <laughs> the yeah, go buy some games. The Game Crafter. All right, Pete. Well, thank you very much uh, for thank coming you. in. And uh, Kev, 
I, I love having yeah. you here, Pete, but I will be relieved next week, and I can just call this son of a bitch jank again. You know, I'm tired of calling <laughs> Kev. It's you could have just gone with the usual ass face, but. <laughs> also true. Thanks, Kev. Uh, next week, Tuffy will be back, and it's his pick of movies. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. He says he's already scouting out some, so he'll be prepared. <laughs> um, hey, oh, uh, well, I was going to mention that. Uh, uh, there's pro wrestling on tomorrow, Pete, while we're recording this Saturday afternoon on the Peacock. On the cock, you can watch uh, WWE Night of Champions. I know Kevin. Look, I don't have any tequila in me right now, or I'd, I'd be asleep by now. <laughs> yeah, did you know? Uh, did you know Kev uh, drinks the tequila too? He hangs out with tattoo artists, and he's uh, drinking tequila. Something <laughs> wrong with tequila. It's uh it's pretty good actually. Yeah, well, this it's not rum, but here we are. Well, this guy passed out the other week on the show because he drank so much tequila. <laughs> he took a nap. Did he go Larry was on you? He, or? Was, he was going. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody was here to see my eyes and the crazy things they do. Yeah, he just passed out. That All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. And until next week, uh, pass the Monchichi, Governor Gabby. Hey, Pete, did you ever watch Governor Gabby? No. Thank you very much.